everybody, and welcome to episode 17 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Alberton, and who are the stalkers with me today? Uh, comrade Stefan JD. Uh, stalker Stuart Hughes. And Sam. And Sam. <laughs> Our special guest today, first time on the show. And I said come we... in, don't stand there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're not that nice. They weren't that nice to me when I first got there. I feel like, but well, one guy. Sh- I'll talk. To, I'll talk. What happened to me after I? Before we get started, we now for gamer plans. Want to do a quick shout out to another podcast called Freak Nation. Um, what they do is each 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 episode they dive into a different haunted house, haunted hotel, and tell you all about it in that city. Really interesting show. Please take a listen when you guys get a chance. And for this week, Stuart, would you want to introduce the lovely, amazing, wonderful, terrible game you made us suffer through this week? <laughs> We are playing probably probably one of my favorite games of all time, uh, Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl. You should like, you should say the full name of what Stalker stands for. Uh, Stalker, because we all had to look it up because even I forgot. <laughs> Stalker stands for scavengers, <laughs> trespassers, adventurers, loners, killers, explorers, and robbers. It's an acronym. It's probably why it never came up in the game. Probably not, nope. yeah, because it's super long and <laughs> I, no one wants to type it out the whole time. Hey, what game I are you playing? Not... Oh, I'm playing Stalker Trespasser for sure. <laughs> yeah, can we can we hear that now in Russian, please? Uh, well, Stalker <laughs> in Russian is just Stalker, I think. <laughs> they do say they do speak Russian a lot in this game, though. There actually is a um, there is kind of a giveaway if you know Russian in this game because Straylock means marked one. Uh, yeah. Awkward. Yeah. I did not know that. Oh. Before we get started there, or get too far into it, there will be spoilers for for this game, probably a little bit for the expansion, but try not to. Um, but who knows where we're going to go? Spoilers yeah, for the we'll book. Probably spoil the, all of them. Fuck in it. the movie. Yeah, and this game came out in March 2007, developed by GSC Game World, yep. which I have no idea who they are. Well, that's so. because they're not around anymore. <laughs> yeah. GSC Game World was a fun little company that made uh, like the Cossacks games that a lot of people also don't know about. Never heard of them. Yep. Never. Yeah. They were kind of known for Cossacks and then Stalker. Uh, but people will know about 4A Studios that made Metro because GSC Game World eventually split. They kind of like fell under and half of them went to 4A and started making the Metro games. And the other half went to Vostok games and made nothing. Right. And if, which, <laughs> and if anyone plays, the, plays Stalker, they're immediately going to say, wow, this feels like Metro if you've yeah. played Metro. Metro has a because, very similar like, yeah. feel to it. The difference, very... however, is that Stalker is a completely open-world game. Yeah, that's really nice. That was the one issue I had with Metro. You didn't really... It was so linear. In this, you can mm-hmm. you can kind of explore a little bit. You can go around and go at your own pace. Exodus does a little bit more like open-world stuff, which is fun. Um, and I think mm-hmm. it really works for that game. But I, it's it's hard to recapture what Stalker was. This is a kind of like weird, unique game that... I, I never know how to describe it to people. It's like fallout meets like arma like the original fallout yeah like the original fallout meets the original arma thrown in this first person open world game where like the story is kind of secondary to the world itself right yeah, this, game's, so. this game's fun unlike the first fallout so, you know. <laughs> there was well that. depends on your your definition of <laughs> Fuck you in different ways. And follow maybe maybe question the idea of doing this show right on episode six as you made me suffer so much. But you know I I would counter that uh I would counter that Stalker or well Fallout is a game and Stalker is like a experience because this game was 
definitely more it felt like more than fallout for some reason and i think it was just because of the mood and like yeah it's got a very like um one thing i always hear about this game which i always love is that it's very like despite being an open world it feels very claustrophobic like Mm -hmm. just oh yeah it everything is there's so much like pressure intensity in this game that you you always feel like something's like weighing down on you just uh, like the constant danger and everything There was like a lot of moments too where I'd be like on the road, like uh, just walking. And well, I'll get to the running in a second, but just walking. <laughs> and I would hear, I would hear a noise, and I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And I would see like rabid dogs, like just running across the fields, mm. like at night towards me. And I'm like, "Holy <laughs> hell! Yeah, I need to hide nice. somewhere." <laughs> it's worth noting too. It's pretty good time to talk about how the stalker games have their like very unique. And very extensive AI in them. That's just oh my kind god, that's the part. And one of the oh big things god. the AI does is the animals will have like a pack mentality, and they'll actually they'll fight other packs for food, and like you can actually see them dragging away bodies sometimes. It's very yes. But the AI has a full um, cycle of 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 combat. You know, try to eliminate yeah. the threat, then rest, eat, and sleep, and then wake back up. Like yeah, that, actually, if you, if you let them, if you watch, yeah, you'll job. see it. Yeah, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, all that is cool. It's kind of like um, like the only other game I can think of that has it this extensively is maybe like Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Elder Scrolls Oblivion also had a very like uh, extensive AI where the NPCs would actually have to eat and walk around and do their jobs, but nothing really comes close to Stalker. Like Stalker feels like a living world. Everything you come across, it has its place in it and it is like fighting for its territory or fighting to survive. But one thing is right. That I found su- super interesting. Like you can have, like you'll get missions where like protect, protect this guy, and then he'd get mm. shot in the face or something for me. And the game just keeps going. They just go, well, I guess you'll yeah. just do this instead. And I, yeah, I, I and nobody. Anytime they had me escort somebody, I man, I they just got killed. Yeah, I, this is like the ultimate like tense escort game where it's like, okay, protect this scientist while he takes some readings, and like all these zombified stalkers are coming after you, and you're like, it's just oh. like you feel so much pressure. Like shit, I just gotta, I gotta keep reloading to do this right. Those zombies were terrible. Like in most games, I don't mind zombie type creatures, but first thing they don't they don't look like zombies at first, except by the way they walk. Like you can see that they're walking really slow. There's something wrong with their legs. But then when you start shooting them, you can empty an entire clip in their body and they're like, that's nice. They'll just shoot you back and kill you. Yeah. If you don't yep. shot them, nothing matters. They'll actually fall on the ground and like wriggle around and get back up. If you you know, they'll put their arms up and they'll wave their arms at you, and then I just yeah. shot them in the face. But. <laughs> Uh, I didn't let him. I didn't give him a chance to get back up after that. <laughs> the first time I came across those when I played this game, I I like killed a bunch because I had learned that headshots were the only way to get through this game. Sadly, yeah. and so I was like, "What the fuck is up with these guys?" And I shot one, and it got back up, and it scared the ever loving shit out of me. Oh, <laughs> we want to talk about getting scared the shit out. I was just saying, we should bring yeah. up Sam's amazing. All right. So unfortunately, <laughs> I can't find the video. But yeah, about so like sad. three or four years ago, I was I was playing this game because Stu had introduced it to me, and I this was like, was like cool. after months of me trying to get you, to yeah, play it, and so. and and I finally I finally picked it. Up. I think I got the I got the full pack because he convinced me of it. And we go into the first time, the first time you encounter one of the bloodsuckers, which Stu, that's in like uh, some underground thing or whatever. Yeah, for, lab, uh, X16. lab X16. Yeah, Lab X16. Well, so I'm walking through, and I remember I saw some guys in a tussle of some kind with something, and it killed all of them, and then it was just quiet. And I remember being like, "Okay, I don't know if I want to go in here, but I gotta, I gotta go in and check things out." And I'm walking around, 
and there's just this shimmering object. <laughs> and it's definitely not an anomaly. And it's definitely like grunting and doing that weird sound that it does. And I'm really confused. And then I realize, oh my God, this is the thing that killed all of those guys. But it was glitched out. For whatever reason, it was just standing there. <laughs> and so me, being the idiot that I am, walk right up to it and I'm fucking with it. And, you know, trying to, trying to see if I can get it to do anything. Not shooting it, because I know that'll probably piss it off. And, you know, like five minutes of this goes by and nothing happens. So I whip out my phone because right before this, Stu had been like, oh, I know where you're about to go into it. You got a fucking I was big really storm coming. About... Yeah, he's like, you're going to get totally fucked by this thing. And I was like, that's funny. This thing's fucking glitched. It's broken. So I pull out my phone on Snapchat and I'm recording this thing. Snapchat records for like, what, seven seconds or something? Yeah. But I'm recording it and I'm, I think I'm just like shit talking into the mic. Like, ah, oh, you fucking idiot. Nothing's fucking <laughs> happening. And then it moves and the video ends with me dropping my phone and yelling, fuck. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh my God. <laughs> it's Snapchat, it's like, oh, not so fucking scary. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I like, it had to have been, I don't, I mean, somebody must have like fucking hacked my computer or something because it was too perfect. It, it was, was too perfect. Those, like, those are the cable. things that are, that look like a, uh, like predator camouflage, right? Yeah. 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 Like, uh, okay. Got a telltale shimmer. Yeah. Telltale shimmer. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. they camel. Yeah. I know what you're talking about now. That's, those things are annoying. They're, they're, you have to take out a nest of them in a later game and it is oh. terrifying. I was going to say a nest of them. Like, I didn't ever find that many. But... Like, no, in a later game, I think in Call of Privy, there's like an actual nest of them. And you go in and they're like asleep. And if you move or make noise, they'll wake up. And you're just trying to like walk through this maze of them. It's terrifying. Because at that yeah. point, you know that one of them can kill you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another thing about this game. Anything can kill you so fucking easy. Yeah. Even the dogs killed yeah. me with Everything no problem. will take you down. Oh, I, it, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I had, like, Gen 2 armor or whatever, and I was going, I was backtracking to just, you know, get some supplies and check on ammo and stuff, and this wild pack of dogs comes, and I was, you know, this is this is so far into the game that I'm like, ah, this is no problem at all, and there's like <laughs> six or seven of them, and then suddenly, just immediately, I'm dead, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, this is bullshit, literally everything could kill me. What's uh, more terrifying about the packs of dogs is sometimes the side dogs will sneak into the pack and, like, exist with them, which is, like, the... They're kind of like the big, um, like bulldog-looking ones uh -huh. that can jump at you. Yeah. And... Oh yeah, the big yeah, the real yeah. mutant-looking things. Uh, later, those are like the there's the mutated dogs and the side dogs, and the side dogs look just like them, but they can create copies of themselves. Oh god. And hmm. they won't attack you, but they just like mess with your head. It's terrifying. I don't think I even I don't know either. I ran into them and didn't realize them. I would try to avoid the dogs as much as I could, just because. <laughs> It's like the safest ammo. way to play this game is avoid everything. Well, like, I didn't really think about this when I was playing the game, and as I've been reading stuff about it online since I finished it getting ready for this episode, um, everyone calls this a first-person shooter survival horror, and I never even thought of survival horror until I started thinking about, okay, you have a weight restriction, a terrible weight restriction type thing yeah. in this game. Yep. You have low ammo, low, I mean, low med kits for the most part, even though I had I had very fun. limited in everything. Yeah, and, and it, it, it doesn't, but you're, you're in a wide-open environment, but it really is a survival horror because you are always constantly fighting for survival, trying to get by, trying to get to the next area. And the NPCs are like, I know that when I started this game, like, okay, you can sell stuff. I'd, I'd get up on, you know, fill up my environment and go sell some guns. I have oh, nobody wants my gun, except for the <laughs> merchant that is way far away in a different zone. I have no idea how to get back to. I'm like, well, that's not worth my time. Yeah. That's like the best part about getting to a new area is like, Oh God, I hope there's a merchant here. Oh, there's like, like three in the game, right? There are 
five merchants in the game, I want to say. Oh, um, three. Uh, there's the first, you start off with Sidorovich, who's like the, he's in a little bunker in this little village. He's a great, he's great. He's just like this asshole that's just like, like, I saved your life, so now you owe me. <laughs> Go do this job. Yeah. Bro. You didn't really do anything. <laughs> they brought you in a body bag, and they said, this yeah. one's still alive. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we body. should kind of, I think we should kind of explain what happens. So you're in a dead truck. You're like one of the yeah. dead, or some, they think you're dead because you were in a firefight. Well, it's just like and... a truck going down. Like the game opens with a truck going down a, a road that's just, it looks like lightning, which you learn later is that it's like the uh, electric anomalies just freaking out. Right. And, and the, yeah. yeah. The truck blows up and you come flying out. And it's never explained like who you are because you have amnesia and you're like, and you have to go find this guy named Strelok, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have a yeah. PDA. And the only mission in the PDA is find Straylock, kill Straylock. And I think the game did a good job too, because obviously we'll we'll get to who Straylock is. But I, it did a good like thing of like, oh, you know, I I talked to Straylock once on this radio about yeah. something or other, and uh, I never Every actually saw the guy, so I don't know what he looks like. He's almost like a folk hero in the Stalker universe, where he's like everyone's heard of him or heard of like his like what he's done. But mm -hmm. very few people know him because it's the zone and it's so dangerous. So like anybody that knows him is fucking dead. Oh, and we should say that this game, you know, takes place in where the idea that the Chernobyl fallout had happened, but then all these mutants came up and there's yeah. all these weird relics and well, it's, random. It's, um, Twenty years after the Chernobyl plant blew up, scientists okay. had moved back in to like do secret research there, and that's what caused the uh, the first emission, which is what created the zone, which is like oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like this massive blast of radiation mixed with. Uh, they also have a. There's a big focus on like, like uh, psi psionic energy, which is like mental energy. So it's like the zone is covered in radiation, and we should mention the anomalies too, because even without the monsters in this world, the world itself can kill you. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean you have lightning, mm -hmm. you have these whirlpools of wind that will grab you and throw you in a circle and hurt you somehow. Yeah. I would have... suck you in the air and slam you back down. Fire I was so shooting. confused by those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is going on? Why? Why? Gives Why? you, um, like, are you, a lot of people, when I first played this game, I was very confused by the fact that your sixth weapon slot is just a bag of, like, bolts and nuts that you can throw. Mm -hmm. yep. I didn't realize mm -hmm. that that's, that's to get through, like, the minefield of anomalies in the game. I you didn't... throw them and it activates the anomaly and you can tell, like, where it is and you have to plan it out. I never saw these. I never yeah. ever did this. This I, is that's like a holdover from the uh, the book in the movie where to get to the zone they'll like throw a bolt and see what happens to it because the anomalies are like where physics kind of breaks and so they'll throw a bolt and like in the book there's a great bit where he throws a bolt and it goes like straight into the ground and it like sinks six feet in the mud. He's like, okay, well we're not going there. <laughs> he throws it to the right and it's like it does the same thing. He throws it to the left and nothing happens. He's like, we're going left. <laughs> Oh, and the the novel is called Roadside Picnic from yeah. 19, 1979, Andre Tark Tarkovsky or something. Uh, Andre Tarkovsky did the movie. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, Arkady okay. and Boris Strakovsky wrote the book. It's a very okay. it's a it's a Soviet movie, and I struggle to say it's a Soviet book. It's like an old Russian science fiction book. It's, the only reason I say it wasn't Soviet is because it doesn't really have a like ideology to it. It's just kind of was a very it, personal book. Was it published in the same time the Soviet Union then? Uh, it was published in the Soviet Union, but I don't want to call it a Soviet book because that gives it the impression of like, oh, well, that, well, it has a Soviet. It would be all 
propaganda because anything yeah. from that time in that world was propaganda in in one shape or form. Stalin wouldn't yeah. have. Well, Stalin <laughs> might have been dead at this point, but he wouldn't have. I think he was dead. Well, uh, yeah, this book was kind of like snuck in publishing wise and like they added a lot of stuff later to the English uh, version of it. They like fully released everything that they wanted to do with it. It's an interesting oh. book. Um, and the, the title actually kind of plays into what the world is. I really love the title of it because it's like the term roadside picnic to them is uh we're essentially ants like if you like imagine you stop on the side of the road and you have a roadside picnic and you leave all the animals would come out of the forest like the insects would go through the food but none of them would have any like even any conception of what the items left behind were so like an ant would find a like an old cigarette packet and be like like he would have no idea what it does it would just be a new item in his world and so the idea of the zone is like aliens have come and had a roadside picnic and left and we're just like trying to figure out what they left behind Technology that to them was trash, but to us is so higher above like anything we can think of. That's interesting. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, and Stalin died in '53, so he was long dead by the time that this was published. <laughs> so they were starting out. I couldn't remember when he died. I was like, I was pretty sure he was dead in the '70s, but I couldn't remember. Yeah, he was definitely dead in the '70s. Yeah. '70s was a Gorbachev, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. There's <laughs> so. your Russian history you get on the show too now. <laughs> just watch. <laughs> just watch the death of Stalin. It's a great little satire of what happens. Oh, I could do a whole podcast about that, but we're not about him. About <laughs> also, it has Toby Jones in it. We were talking about Toby Jones earlier. We might so have. One thing I want to know, who uh, who went to the military base at the very beginning of the game? <laughs> I did, unfortunately. <laughs> How did were that you... go? Oh, uh, I got, oh, I don't think I have the screenshot still, but I, I pretty much went into a little house, barricaded myself in this house, and I just kept killing guys as they came into the hallway. And I, there was like a dead body, like 20 dead bodies. I sent, I sent Stuart a picture. I'm like, what yeah. the <laughs> you made me do? I mean, you didn't even show all of my was because I didn't know what to do. I couldn't leave. I couldn't get out. So I just sat in this room and killed everyone. They came in, tried to take their ammo and their med kits and hide. Mike accidentally wandered into a military base, which I find funny. What's funny is you posted that on Facebook, too, and my response to it was like, I can't wait for you to imagine this is like a vacation in this world. Like, I didn't get that reference better. until way later. Yeah, that starts to like, because oh god, this game just ramps up difficulty so well. Yeah, where like you start <laughs> off and you're just you're fighting people and you're like, oh god, this is well, gonna be hard. Like this is gonna be the most. People, you're fighting loners and like bandits who have weak, yeah. like let me pretty much just say, weak armor. They got pistols. They got weak weapons. They they're stupid for the most part. I mean, they're still smart enough to flank. Like the AI can flank you very, very well in this game, and they will flank. Yeah, they'll we flank bring you. No hiding bushes. Sorry, God. <laughs> I just think the AI in this game, like it plans against you. It's just yeah. Kinda... Oh yeah, but they don't like grenades. You can kill. They're not the. They're not like Call of Duty. I, I remember playing one of the Call of Duty, and you throw a grenade. And they're like, oh, he threw a grenade. They just disappeared. Like mm. I don't know. But this game, you can kill them very well with grenades. You get them in a small area, they're screwed. <laughs> They do a really good job avoiding them, though, I've found. Yeah. Like, they would always run away from mine. Yeah, I, I, what I, I usually do is I'll throw a grenade, and then that'll be, like, how I get them to pop out, <laughs> and then I'll I, take them all down. I try to cook yep. a lot of the grenades when I cook. You can cook them, like, for a couple seconds. I would try to cook them and use that method or bounce them, bounce them towards them, where they, and then they would be like, what the hell? I didn't cook grenades until the very end, because for the most part, a grenade, in my mind in this game, was a total panic throw of, like, yep. Jesus Christ, I'm pinned down, and you're just... There were, multiple multiple spots in this game where i would have to kill a guy save because one hit would just totally oh yeah oh you want to talk about the armor in this game how it works well in stalker a headshot will kill you no matter what 
Um, <laughs> pretty much, like, there's a way to survive a headshot if you're wearing the best armor in the game and you're using the best artifacts, which we'll talk about in a bit. But, like, for the most part, if you get shot in the head, you're dead. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, and the armor... In the, when you most of this game, you have you don't have the best armor, and the armor has a little blue bar. Think of like Goldeneye, and as you get shot up and hit, it breaks down. But when you get to the point when you have when it's zeroed out, you're fucked. Like they, if yeah. they, if one, if some guy with an SMG came up to me or like an assault rifle and he opened up a burst, a burst shot of three shots hit me, over, no, no chance, nothing. We're dead. I could, I mean, some of the guys later on, like even the military guys that we're talking about. I would unload a clip in them, and I wouldn't even kill them all the time because they just hit body <laughs> shots. And they'd be like, "Well, that's nice." Boom, boom, I'm dead. One shot. I was getting yeah. oh, yeah, they, uh, bullets hurt in this game. Yeah, and enemies like will burst fire into you and like creep up on you. Like there'll be times where this 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 game is a lot of like bouncing from cover to cover, like, mm-hmm. really planning it out of like, okay, there's a there's a pillar up there I can get behind, and you'll run to it, and then like all of a sudden five guys are shooting you from different angles, and you're like. Jesus Christ, I can't move, I can't move, I can't move, I can't move, and they'll stop shooting, and you shoot one of them in the head, and you're like, okay, I can move a little bit. There was one point where I was actually stuck in a field behind a skinny tree, and I had like <laughs> 10 guys coming after me, and I'm like, I have nowhere to go, please let me live through this. <laughs> and yeah, I they, they actually like move up on you too. This isn't like, most games, enemies will duck behind cover and stay there, but in this game, like, they'll actually... There's something that uh, special service, special service, special forces do um, <laughs> called talking. The special services, uh, they'll do this thing called talking with they machine do that, guns. Plenty of that, I'm sure. Yeah, where like say special forces enters a building, you'll have three guys with MP5s. One guy will shoot, and the other two will move. And then the guy up front will shoot, and then the next two will move. And then the guy up front will shoot, and the next two will move. And so there's like never, there's nonstop fire. And uh, I know what that's like because I played stalker. <laughs> And enemies will absolutely do that to you. They'll shoot like one guy will shoot, and the other two will just like slowly creep up on you. Hundred <laughs> percent. And they speak Russian in this game, so if you don't understand Russian, you're not going to yeah. know what the hell they're saying half the time. Because I would uh, just hear thing, random Russian. What, one thing you absolutely learn in this game, Sam can tell you. Mm, yeah. You'll hear shaky breaky, and you know I'm fucked. Yeah, what is, that's what, what they're coming for you. Mean? Oh, it's okay. uh, it's kind of like the joke of this game where yeah there's, there's a russian saying where people go uh ano chiki buriki of damka which means one two you're on top basically it's from like a nursery rhyme but what that means is like you guys flank and i'm gonna hold, hold them down and so whenever you hear shaky breaky you know you're about to get screwed i like how you say <laughs> one two you're on top which really sounds like a really tactical like quick direction for soldiers to move but it's from a it's from a Children's? Russian nursery rhyme, yeah. Okay. There's also a great nursery rhyme in Russian. Um, there's a Russian nursery rhyme about a soldier who comes home, and there's a fly on the wall. And the way he kills the fly is by shooting his PPSH at it. Yep. <laughs> it's just like a machine gun <laughs> that fires like 800 rounds a minute. It's just the, like the whole nursery rhyme is about the holes in the wall left by trying to kill the fly. That was the wow. thing that people did in Russia, because there were so many fucking guns after World War II. They just had all this surplus guns. Everybody had their guns, and they were just lazy. So they're like a, a fly would land on the wall, and they would just shoot the fly. Well, it definitely wasn't after World War One. There weren't any guns then. But that's another. <laughs> that's another story. Um, but no, I mean, I, the, uh, the oh God, the the MP, what was the MP18 Russian? 
Was I'm not German? sure, but World War One for your German. fun facts that nobody that people listen to the show for. Uh, World War One is well, the big reason why Russia became communism is because they weren't when they went into war. Like, you'd have one gun for three guys, so when a guy yeah, died, oh God, yeah. a gun, which is what led to them revolting and killing everyone in the in the Romanov family, which is what led to communism and Stalin and all that. It's the greatest <laughs> military tactic of all time. The guy in the front gets the gun, and every subsequent soldier gets ammo. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Well, they weren't. It's only weren't something that can happen in Russia, and they shouldn't have been in war. I mean, they shouldn't have been in that war. They shouldn't have did what they did, and that was I mean, led to their still, downfall. They still like win every fucking battle. And not just... not World War One as much. World War One was bad, and their their casualty rate was huge. But they had so many people. Casualty rate doesn't matter to Russia. If there's if there's two people left in Russia, one is expendable. <laughs> That's how Russia views soldiers. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, that's probably not that. But um, back to Stalker. So, back to Stalker. so you have different factions in this game that you work with and you fight and you can kind of like help out. You can help out random people that you'll see. Like every time you'll see a guy laying on the ground that isn't a red crosshair and he'll be like, help me. And then you give him a med kit and then he'll be like, I'll remember you or something he says to you. Yeah. And you earn like a reputation where like certain loners will, will help you if they see you, I guess. Nobody helped me. But you have uh, a couple different factions. You have duty. I think you I know you can you can earn reputation with and help them out and then they'll help you. I think it different parts or something yeah so like the main faction is the loners and they're not really connected to anybody they're like the free stalkers they just they're just people who live in the zone um work in the zone i mean essentially they're scavengers who are trying to get by by finding these relics which are like glowing balls or different items that that we'll talk about a little later but they're the main like treasure hunter faction they're just there they're they're like the they're there to make money they're the opportunistic they're like there's this there's artifacts in the zone that people want to buy from us, so we're gonna go in and we're gonna make this money. And we're just gonna live here. You should They're probably explain like, what an artifact is. Yeah, yeah we, we should. should. So the I'll artifacts, do that, Stuart. Yeah. So uh, we talked about the anomalies, which are kind of like these rips in physics that exist in the world. Um, but out of anomalies, they'll screw up some like thing existing in the world, and they'll create artifacts. And artifacts are kind of like the main treasure of the zone. They are. Objects that exist outside physics that create like strange effects on people carrying them. So one of the big ones in the game is battery, which is like two plates being held together by like an unseen force and plate. The uh, the battery will give you like plus 30 percent energy or electricity resistance. So if you had four of them, you're completely resistant to electricity (laughs) there. I never did that. That is cool. Yeah, that's why I was like, you were like, I'm not using the artifacts. I was like, how? They're so good later. Oh, on. I didn't use I didn't use any of them until way late in the game because I everything has a as a plus and negative effect to it. Like yeah, in the reason the first time I well, the first time I put an what what kind of screwed me up, the first time I put an artifact on, it said radiation something, and all of a sudden I started getting radiated like huge yeah. and died. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm not gonna <laughs> use that relic anymore or artifact. And it wasn't until really later on that I realized that the game just has random points. That radiate the hell out of you off the road, like oh you're off the road, <laughs> yep, radiation level just yeah. skyrockets in your pockets everywhere. And it's, it's actually they explain that they explain that it's a lot of the vehicles from the cleanup that yeah. the, the, in the in the cleanup attempts that uh, the the vehicles just have a higher concentration of radiation. So you really have to like dodge vehicles in that game. Yeah. Oh, I use vehicles a lot to hide behind. Yeah, that might, yeah, be that might have been a problem. problem. That, that was probably a problem, but. <laughs> Uh, I didn't. I mean, I didn't read half the stuff. I was just trying to get through this game and send Stuart when I get stuck. Be like, Stuart, what do I do? 
<laughs> it was always like, like I don't know, shoot more people. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite is it was after the military base. I'm, I'm standing in this way, and I'm like, okay, the arrow tells me to go here. I see this duty prisoner I want to rescue in this window. By the way, he never got rescued. I couldn't find him. <laughs> yeah, you, I thought about you. you <laughs> this, so he's in the in building. A basement. <laughs> He's in a basement, and I think the picture you sent me was from outside the building, yeah. mm-hmm. looking through like a little window at him, and it was like the saddest little picture I've ever seen. <laughs> it's just He's like, like help me, somebody help me, and he keep even when I finished the area and I was leaving because I went through the whole building, and I killed everybody in that place, but I could not find the door into the basement. And I'm walking out, and he's like, help me, help me, and I'm like, I tried, buddy, I tried. You could just sit in that cell, but. What I was trying to, what I wanted to say is when I got to the area, I didn't know where to go. I'm like, I couldn't figure out where the gate was. I sent Stuart's picture. He's like, oh, if you go right and go upstairs, there's a guy in there and he's a med kit. If you go left, it goes into the place where you head to the dungeon. I'm like, oh. (laughs) Of course he knew that. I, uh, part of it was I had just played it not long before Mike, but I was just like, I just know this game really, really well at this point. I played it like at least once a year. I play all the stalkers. There was a funny part about that. When you go in the upstairs in the house where the guy is, you go in the room, I explored the place first, check it out, make sure there's nobody in there before I went and rescued the guy. For some reason, not until you go to heal the guy, when you click on him, a one of the camouflage mutants we talked about earlier <laughs> yeah. spawned. I don't know where the hell he spawned. Oh, no. All of a sudden, I hear the raw, and I'm like, uh-oh. And I had to try three different times. First time, I got caught and got killed. Second time, I ran the room, pointed my gun. He ran right past me, killed the guy. Third time, I rescued the guy, turned around, shot the hell out of the monster with the loner, and then we got through it. But it was just like, I was like, that's when I started. My my opinion of this game was very, very sour at first. I'm like, this is shitty. Why the hell is he making the play the stupid PC games? And it, it, it hit me at a certain point where I'm like, I started understanding the game. I started understanding not to carry every ammo I see and mm-hmm. dump whatever I don't need. Like, I don't need to carry this handgun because it's useless. So I just throw it out. And it took me a while to really par- come to that mindset in this game and realize that you don't, you're going to find whatever you need throughout the game, period. Yeah. It's going to give it to you. It's, it's interesting that you say that. Like, I think this game is rough for like the it first is. three hours. And then like, once you just get off of those starter guns, I don't know if it's because that the guns are so bad to start with that every other gun feels amazing or that the other guns just are amazing. But as soon as you start to get like a couple artifacts and a couple like better than low tier guns, mm-hmm. then the game really takes off. Like once you get like the Viper MP5 gun, it's like, yeah. OK, I can kill things now. Well, I mean, that's kind of like one thing nice you can always take enemies' guns. Except one thing I thought was interesting when you check a guy's body, the gun usually never shows up in their body. You got to find the gun laying next to them. Right? Yeah, he usually drops it. Which I thought was kind of interesting because in most games, you would just go up to the person, press the key, like F key in this case, and just search their body and grab whatever you need. Sometimes they'll drop the gun because you'll shoot it out of their hand, or uh, <laughs> they'll just drop it and pick, like take out their pistol because they ran out of ammo. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting, and, and and there's so many different ammo types. Like I didn't even know what guns use what ammo multiple times in this game. Yeah, there's like, I mean, there's there's a a lot of stuff going on in this game. Just there's so many guns. There's so many like all the guns have like alternate ammo that you can use for them. Like um, Sam and I have our favorite gun, the VSS, later on, mm-hmm. which is so fucking good, and it uses the big nine by three nine ammo. And like the standard ammo for that, it's like a scrap round that Russia started making. This is a real thing. They started making scrap rounds for this gun because the ammo is so fucking expensive and hard to carry. So they like they're just making like really cheap, shitty surplus rounds for it. And then you can also find like armor piercing rounds. And there's another that's like armor piercing with a hollow point that will just annihilate anything no matter what. 
Okay, I think that's what I must have got near the end. Then they were like the gray box or something. Yeah, yeah, the gray ammo. Okay, because that was I had one of my guns was using that gray ammo for a while, and that was taking them out fast. Yeah, that stuff fighting. will go through every. That's a real ammo type in real life. That is just insane. It'll go through an inch of steel. Yeah. Wow. This it wasn't. It's was just a very interesting, <laughs> unique game. Like it really. That's <laughs> a funny, funny thing about that ammo type. It goes through an inch of steel. Guess what Russia uses it for? storming very populated buildings that have been taken over by criminals. <laughs> <laughs> because the idea of casualties doesn't exist in Russia. Yeah, Russia's a strange place. A place I would never visit, just because I don't think it's a good idea. Like, I would visit, but I think I'd have to wait for, like, the current the current uh, government to collapse so that I don't get, like, put on some list. Yeah. yeah. I, what I want to do someday if I ever travel is that there's, uh, I think it's, Mo- I want to say it's Moscow. Pretty sure it's Moscow. They have um, barriers up as a as a symbol of how far German troops got before they returned back. And I'm pretty sure it was Moscow. Um, that sounds like Saint Petersburg. It's the same. Oh god, I can't remember. But I know I was watching a documentary. And they have they have the these barriers there, and I would love to go there and see them and just because think about how far they got before they returned back and just I love World War II. <laughs> I think that's well, Saint hey. Petersburg because Saint Petersburg was um, originally Stalingrad, right? I, maybe I maybe it was only Stalingrad. I thought they took Stalingrad, but I guess maybe they never did. Oh, wait, oh shit! Now I'm now I'm gonna be. I'll look it up. Saint Petersburg talk- became Leningrad. There's a there's a big festival they do every year where like the cities go back to their old World War II names to celebrate like the vets and stuff. It's kind of a cool ceremony. Like they'll have um, the uh, living veterans in town come to the like the local parks, and people will just come and leave flowers for them. And they'll sit out all day, and so like at the end of the day, it'll just be these like. Now, you know, 90 year old vets, like three of them sitting on a bench surrounded by thousands upon thousands of uh, bouquets. So I had a quick question. Um, I used to date a girl that was Russian for about a <laughs> year. Yeah, well, I got to hear her and her sister argue a lot in Russian. <laughs> and, uh, you hear yeah. <laughs> it was entertaining. I'm the cheeky um, bleaky of Tomka. You so say don't jump out a window. um and i was wondering if you guys knew this Stuart, uh sam uh is the voices in this game like american people trying to do a russian accent because they do not sound legit at all well it's um it's ukrainian so it's slightly different um yeah ukrainian and russian are slightly different languages it's kind of like the difference between like american and like english like uk english where some words are different, like the, the language is the same, but like some words are different, some sayings are different. So it's just like enough where if somebody who didn't speak English heard two people speaking English from England and America, they might sound like different languages. OK, but yeah, because hey, it didn't sound legit at all. I was like, what is this? Hey, but Ukraine was part of, I mean, the Soviet Union, though. So. Not anymore. Not anymore. But and don't hey. ever say that to a Ukrainian person. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're kind of upset about the whole russia well, owning them thing still i don't blame them i mean hell you look at what's going on in, in current politics and they want to again so you know it makes sense yeah <laughs> nah, ukraine's not gonna you, there's a bunch of freedom fighters over there they're not gonna let them take it um, <laughs> actually i am friends with uh sam knows this i'm friends with two ukrainian girls that i worked with down in the outer banks for a while when they were like a work travel program another thing about soccer is this game is this game gives you like you start out like we were saying oh you don't get very many quest lines like you get you get little side quests that pop up I didn't do half of them and 
the game will give you an arrow pointing where to go, and it'll give you like these little green crosshairs on your map. And the game is broken up into different zones. Each zone is like a large open world map, and you'll have enemies that are in there and items, and there's and also enemies can stash items in different spots, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. And you won't know about yep. it until you kill the right guy, search his body, and you'll get a note like, oh, there's about to stash somewhere over here, and it will show up on your map. And you can stash items and, and hide. You can hide your own items that way. You don't. They don't disappear. I know they don't disappear for a long time. They will eventually despawn. You can hide oh, them in stash. They don't it. despawn. People come up and grab them. Actually. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, people come up and like if you leave a bunch of ammo on the ground, occasionally people will walk by and just take a box. Wow. Okay. That that I didn't know. Like this game is it. I mean, just the the world is something else. Like I anyone who's listening, if you haven't played it. We're not, I mean, we're telling you about it, but we're not, you, it doesn't matter. You're not playing it's, this game. We story. can't even like, it's so hard to capture what the world is and explain it to people. Cause it's just, it's this huge map that like everybody exists on at all times. And, and I think they actually do. The AI is active regardless of what zone you're in. I yeah. think that was one of the big selling points of the game. Yeah. yeah. Like no matter where you are, everybody, like when you spawn in the entire game spawns in with you, everyone is there. And they're all like working. So it's kind of one of the best things about this game is that random stuff can happen that like can kind of permeate to the end of the game without you realizing it. Well, there's like there's multiple questions you'll get throughout the game where they'll be like, go like one one question at the end is go find this guide, which I didn't bother with because I didn't care at that point. But the game <laughs> by, I the, mean, by the way, his name is Guide, not this guy. He is a guide, but his <laughs> name is just Guide. And the game will tell you, and the steward's like, you you want to go there right away before he gets killed. And yeah. I, I didn't care. He didn't die in mine. But you'll randomly see tasks to say tasks failed because somebody will get killed that you were supposed to go 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 talk to. I mean, the game will just kill people. Like I was doing yeah. one of the main quest lines early on before I realized this, and we get when to go talk to somebody. I can't remember his name. And by the time I got to him, he was dead. So I just mm. searched his body, and it gave me some other note, and I just kept going. Yeah, right. And it's just just a strange like you. One of the <laughs> it's, you, it's so odd because any other game would punish you for that. Yeah, and this game doesn't care doesn't it's just like the world exists and I, I even mentioned to mike i was like you can fail pretty much every main quest in this game and still beat the game because you're just trying to like the main quest isn't really the main quest the main quest is just get to the end and everything else is like just to kind of teach you or like have you experience more of this world but you can kind of ignore everything if you want to or people can die and you'll be fine like it's just it's this weird little existence where the world is the story, not like necessarily goes, the game. It, it goes on without you, whether you're there or not. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like it's a it's a super strange game. I've always wanted to set up a um, like I've always wanted to like set up a computer, like get my old laptop out and just get it running and like set up some kind of macro where you just have like a shitload of meat. And you can just eat occasionally and just like leave the game on for like a week or a month and see what happens. <laughs> because people like stalkers will randomly die of like radiation poisoning sometimes. So people will just stalkers will be like going through a radioactive zone and they'll get back to one of the main hubs. And then like while they're talking to somebody, they'll just fall dead. <laughs> it's like they're, just, they're filled with radiation. They don't realize it. <laughs> it's weird. Like, I mean, there's only one real main town in this game. If I'm if I remember correctly, the place at the hundred rads bar. Well, you start in the uh, the cordon, which is like yeah, a little that's so small village. compared to later. Yeah, that's just like kind of to introduce you to, <laughs> and then the bars. There's, a, there's oh, a funny part where you're in the main this the town you start in, and the guys on the like uh, loudspeaker like yelling at everyone like yeah, hey, yeah. you need to do this and that. And and one of the times I was there, he's like, "Hey, you, 
Why are you looking at me? Stop looking at me. <laughs> and then he just went on to like, and back to what I was saying. <laughs> I, think it's in, I think it's in the freedom base. They'll actually argue with each other over the like intercom. You'll be talking to people and they'll be like, like, just to let you know, everybody, we got that good shit at the tone. Come down to like the bar. We got that good shit here. And somebody else will get on the like loudspeaker after them and be like, shut the fuck up about your goddamn liquor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is the is that the freedom base the place with the hundred rads bar uh freedom base is after that that's it oh, okay so I, um, I only ever went there then were they not the garbage i, I think uh, the freedom the people were trying to kill me at one point so yeah so which yeah so to go, back, to, to go back 20 minutes ago to the factions um <laughs> sorry talking about the, the loners are kind of like the unfaction stalkers then there's the mercenaries who are kind of like specifically hired to go in to get specific artifacts or assassinate people or guard people um, you play as a mercenary in the prequel game, Clear Sky. Then you have the ecologists, who are like the scientists uh, you come across. And then Freedom and Duty, as well as a couple others, Freedom and Duty. Freedom and Duty are like, they're kind of odd. They're in all three games, and they are two factions that are just perpetually at war because they both want different things of the zone. So Duty is like, they're all like former military, and they're trying to prevent the zone from spreading and like really control it. So they'll use like they usually have better like military armor, like strong stuff. They are like actively pushing like mutants and uh, bandits back. And then you have freedom and freedom is just like a bunch of anarchist, like freedom loving potheads, to be honest. <laughs> and they just love to be in like they want the zone to expand because they love the complete lack of order in the zone. And so they're like a constant they're a constant war. See, and I was so confused about that at first because everyone you walk up into in, in the game, it gives you a description of who they're with and they're affiliated with. And everyone underneath in the beginning, it just said loner. I'm like, why is everyone a loner in this game? Because <laughs> I had no idea that was part of the factions. Yeah, it's because you were early, yeah, early in the early game. When you get later on, there's very few loners. Everyone is trying to kill you. Yeah, you like. can actually join. You can actually join Duty or Freedom, and it changes who is with you at the end of the game. That's okay. cool. Oh, like, is is duty the place where the hundred rads bar is at? Yeah, they're in the hundred rads bar area. Okay, I got a good story I'll about stop. that. So one time I was leaving that place after I went to the bar, and I hadn't saved for. I saved the bar, and I walked all the way over, and I'm walking through the gate, and all of a sudden the guy says something to me, and he just shoots me in the face. I don't know why <laughs> he just killed me. And I went through it again. I loaded. I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna be a little more careful. Nothing. I don't know. Just for some reason, he's like, I don't like you today. Boom. <laughs> it was, and the whole the whole checkpoint just shot at me. That was weird. And they, they I, me. I know what happened because that, that same thing happened to me. You walked into a uh, the the actual duty combat. The hundred rads bar is not. Stu, correct me if I'm wrong. That's not really duty, but there's like a yeah, duty headquarters. Most it's separate. Of Rostock okay. is loner territory, and then yeah, duty has their little base. And if you walk oh, into fine. it, they will annihilate you. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I was wondering what the hell happened because I I got so lost in this game many times. Yeah, this game also has a fa like a little feature where when you die, it's sometimes it is often so fast where you have to be like, wait, what the fuck just happened to me? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I learned to save constantly. Yeah, you have to save out. liberally. This is not a game that you could get through without saving. It's kind of like uh, Elder Scrolls in that way as well. Yeah. yeah. This is a lot of like. <laughs> Okay, I'm in a new. I'm in new cover. Quick save. All right, let me oh, get yeah. this other cover. Quick save. I've killed one person. Quick save. There's a quick save. I had to go hit escape, hit save game, and then go <laughs> oh, back wow. to it. 
Yeah, F five and I think I think standard's like F six and F seven. You know, I think we should have certain conversations before we play any more random PC games before we Probably. get. Into- <laughs> what we need to do is uh, what happened to us was it uh, the week before last where we were playing and none of us knew the fucking controls until we started posting them in the dark the forces. Group. Dark forces, yeah. We need to just yeah. make that standard because <laughs> dark oh, forces. I was with- like, I have a map. Holy shit. <laughs> I Dark Horse was myself. something else. Well, it's just that we're diving into PC. Like, I am not a PC gamer. Um, for everything I've played, I've played many games, but it's always been console. PC has been that one area where I never really, like, I never got into. I stayed away from. I've always been kind of terrified of. And, like, with the show, you made me play first Fallout. We played Star Wars Dark Horse. <laughs> I think we picked some easy games like Dark Horses, Fallout, and Stalker. Like, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, these are not, these are not, like, this is a terrible entry point for some guy who's not, like, I am not used to mouse and keyboard gaming at all, so even, like, one thing, the guns in this game suck, but I didn't know, like, especially in the beginning, the guns suck, I didn't know if it was the guns or it was me, I just couldn't play, and then as I got far, I'm like, oh, the guns are just fucking terrible, because you could, you could, you could zoom in, line up, do your shot, and the bullets are going above the guy, or to the left of the guy, because the guns are just, they're garbage guns. Yeah, these guns have spread like real guns do, (laughs) where... You want, fire and it's just gonna it's gonna go vaguely in that direction. Yeah, I'm used to like golden eye guns where it's like, oh, you shot to the left. Well, we're just gonna hit the guy in the face anyway for you because we want to. We don't. God, care. if we had played golden eye in this back to back, it would have been a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It would have been terrible. Yeah. That's like part of the reason you get like the better guns later on that have a lot higher accuracy and just two things way. But like the AK-74U you get in the beginning is it's like a surplus military gun that's just busted yeah. and shitty, and it oh, just fires all the place. Everything- we hadn't mentioned yet. The guns can jam randomly on you when you're fighting. Oh, yeah. You oh, yeah. Just randomly fighting, and all of a sudden, but click, your gun is jammed. I'm like, what? And I would die. And I'm like, fuck. Like, <laughs> you'll jump out of cover, and you, you know you're going to hit the guy this time, and it just says, nope, misfire, <laughs> failed. Get back click, in cover. Like, yeah. <laughs> this game was, man. And then when you. Yeah, the worse off your gun gets, the more it jams, too. So there was a point where I was fighting where I was getting a jam, like, literally every 10 bullets because I just hadn't found a new gun in a while, and it was just so shitty. Oh, and everything has has a condition in this game. Your armor breaks down, your guns break down. I mean, finding new guns is easy. You just unload it, throw it on the ground, grab someone else's dead body's gun, you're good to go. (laughs) One of my favorite things in this game is uh, so you can pick up enemies' guns, unload them, and drop them. And so... (laughs) Like, wherever I go, there's a trail of unloaded, empty guns <laughs> behind me. <laughs> like, yes, know. that was the best way to get extra ammo. Yeah. Realistically, I... like, the game should have been fine, Straylock, and you walk out of the village and you just follow a trail of guns <laughs> to the end of the game. It's like, hmm, he's been here. One thing, well, one thing about the game that I thought was very interesting... Well, not interesting. Okay, I shouldn't say interesting. One thing I hated that for me was hard was the whole weight restriction because I was constantly you, you know you can hold fifty items comfortably. You can you run. You can do stuff. Fifty kilograms. Sorry, fifty kilograms. And I was constantly right by that sixty where something I was I would loot a body in a gunfight, be over you know over my weight limit, can't move, drop things as fast <laughs> as I can so I can run and hide. This is why you never loot in the middle of battle. Oh, I do oh, you can't. I swear the AI knows when you're looting. Oh, you they do. Yeah, hunt they you shoot down. the hell out of you. Well, because their logic is like of when you're opening up someone's pockets, like you're fiddling around with somebody's pockets, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, he's we can get him now. He's vulnerable." Like there were multiple points where I would do things to lure out people and then kill them. Like it, it and you can do it with this game. Like I thought that was cool. One thing we hadn't mentioned yet is normally, as you guys, anyone listening to the show will know, I don't play a game with a lot of sound. I usually don't care about the sound. It's usually a <laughs> podcast playing. Cannot play you cannot fucking play without the sound because there'd be lots of I, I wouldn't. The guy wouldn't be anywhere near me, but I hear do 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 do. I'm like, oh god. Where I hear, and I'm like, oh no. I mean, without sound, I because 
when when stuff starts hitting you, if you don't know it's there, you might as well just load your save because it doesn't yeah. matter half the time. You're well, dead. Uh, yeah, yeah. Imagine this game like like Rainbow Six Vegas, where sound is sound is like incredibly important in those games. Where you can just hear like you can hear terrorists on the other side of a door. That's like a hundred times the effect in this game where. You'll hear everything. like in the distance, or like that's how you have to fight the bloodsuckers because they turn invisible and they have a shimmer. But like you hear you their footsteps, and you're like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" It's, like he's behind me. It's a good camouflage, and they're yeah. smart. Like they don't like to uncamouflage until they're yeah. actually about to hit you. They will stay camouflage and come towards you and hide and do things. They'll run away from you too, and then <laughs> come back. They'll actually they'll actually come at you camouflaged, uncamouflaged, and attack you. Go camouflaged and then flank around behind you. Like they're <laughs> very clever. Oh. And when, when you, we mentioned a little earlier, you go to one of these labs, and when you first go in, I want to share this story on the, on the show. When you first go in the lab, I got two parts of it. First you go in the lab, the labs are like totally different. They're areas. like dungeons. They're yeah, not, you you're, in a, you're in a closed corridor, and you're in, I mean, and it, the game, because most of this game is fought outdoors. You can hide behind trees, hide behind trucks, snipe people when you have a sniper rifle later in the game. The outside but is when, like all about long range. Like you And when you're an indoor, it's fucking tense. And the yeah. shotguns in this game are deadly. Like, these are really powerful shotguns. Yeah. I mean, the first one you get only has two freaking shots. It's like an elephant. It's I felt a sawed-off double barrel. It's... But it, you can't do a whole lot with it. Like, you get two shots, and you can kill a guy, but if you don't kill him, and you start reloading, you might as well run. I, I actually, still liked uh, it. Yeah, it's, it's a great little... I usually, um, for a while, I actually carried one on me just, like, to have. So that way, if I ever had to fight, like, dogs or anything, I'd pull it out. Because it's, yeah. it's really light, and the ammo um, isn't crazy heavy. You can carry, like, 10 shots of it pretty easily. I, and just I, have it as, like, a, like, as Sam and I were talking about before the episode, like, it's it's good to have multiple primary weapons in this game. For oh, yeah, you need areas. it, because you're... I mean, they were, like, when I went in the military base, I mean, I used, at one point, I used up my entire AKM. I had, like, 700 rounds. Maybe not military base, but one of the places I went to, and I came out with, like, 300 or 200. Like, I went through everything with all... No, when I'm not fighting zombies, they didn't give me more ammo. I went <laughs> through all of that. There's multiple ways to play this game where you can, like, Sam and I are both very much the, we're going to take a base from the furthest distance possible. We're going to be sniping. We're going to take out as many guys as we can see them go in. I never did that. I, I that's how I usually play. I tried to play a little differently this time. So I tried to play first with like only snipers, completely, uh, completely like minimalist. Like I tried to have as little stuff on me as possible. That's smart. And it, later in the game, I switched to using like heavier weapons. Like um, I used the my one of my other favorite guns in the game is like the SGIK, which is like a G three assault rifle. It's a great marksman rifle. I used that. And I used a, I had a spaz shotgun, so I went like way heavier. And I had like grenades and shit on me. And it was fun to play the two different ways because I'd never played I'd never played like the heavyweight before. But yeah, uh, it's like when you approach a base, you really got to think about how you're going to be getting in there. You got to think, do I do I take out as many guys from far away knowing I'll be relatively safe or do I go in like expecting a fucking war to happen? I mean, that's smart. That's not how I, mean, I played this entire game, run into a room, gun everybody down the best I could or in a base <laughs> and hide. I mean, it how, much, like, it was... how much health did you burn through then? Oh, God. I mean, I was burning through med kits like they were candy at different parts in this game. I'd kill a guy, heal, kill a guy, heal, because I'd get shot. I mean, a lot of times, it wasn't really a problem until way near the end, which I don't want to talk about yet. Normally, I would I'd get enough med kits off bodies that I would be okay. 
Oh, back to the lab 16. So when you're getting your first lab and I'm walking down the hallway and all of a sudden I see this thing in the ground kind of crawling toward me. I'm like, what's that? And all of a sudden I see like this gas mask. I'm like, what the fuck? And then it starts running at me, jumps at me. And I'm, I'm trying to empty my, my assault rifle, my shitty assault rifle into it. And all that, that was fun. So I killed the first one. I'm like, yeah, I get it. And all of a sudden another one comes running down the hallway and kills me. And they don't even run. They're like on all, they're like guys on all fours, like undulating at you. Like they, they're terrible. They're, so they're stupid, durable, yeah. so unbelievably yeah. durable. They can take shotgun shells just fine, by the way. Too, <laughs> yeah. You know how I beat those things? It's actually a pretty easy way to do it, but it's not what you would imagine. It's what uh, you do. number four will surprise you. Um, <laughs> the best way to fight those things, honestly, is with a pistol. You take out a pistol and you shoot them in the head and it kills them immediately. Oh. It's like the easiest way to do it because the pistol's like the closest quarters you get. You have a small, you have their small head that's moving towards you, and not a, you know, I'm, I'm. Oh yeah, you gotta be like, you gotta get real good at firing, but that's like the easiest way to do it. Oh, and then the part that really got me. So when you finish the lab, you hit this lever, and I go in this room, and I'm like, the door is locked. I'm like, what the hell? And this whole time there's this floating fireball shooting at me. I thought it's anomaly. And I and I sent Stuart a picture. I'm like, what the hell do I do? I don't understand. He's like, did you shoot the fireball? And I'm like, what? So then I and when you go your crosshair, but it doesn't show red. Like every enemy in this game goes red. It does not go red. You got to shoot it, and the door unlocks. Yeah, and this game shoot. has a like. There's some enemies in this game that are so bizarre and weird. Like the you you like you start off you're fighting just like uh, military guys and bandits and stuff, and then you go to the sewer system. Um, pretty early on, I think in the Agrabomb, this is before you go into the labs, you go into a sewer, and it's like to get to Straylock's gang's old hiding spot. And, uh, like, it's pretty normal fighting through there, like, there's some anomalies, there's some guys, I think there's, that's when Sam ran into his Bloodsucker, It's uh-huh. a fucking hilarious video. And, like, the Bloodsucker is kind of like, you get your first hit at these really incredibly dangerous mutants, but at the end of that fucking sewer section is when you fight a controller for the first time. And, I, was wa- I was waiting for you to bring those yeah. guys up. Yeah, you only have. There's only two in the game that you have to fight. Actually, I don't even think you have to fight that one. The first time I, I ran away there, from the first one. Actually, yeah, you don't have yeah, to. I had to. I thought I, I ran away down from the hallway, first one. Oh. And, and then I went back later to get something in there for a quest, and I had to kill it. And that's when I realized that they could be killed because you just see like this weird giant hulking human come walking out of this like, if they look like really big and like strong, and he walks out down this long hallway. You see him walk out of the door and like stop and stare at you, and you're like, "Well, this is new," <laughs> and it's it's an area that you just cleared out as well, so it's like even creepier. And uh, like he looks pretty big, so the sense you get, at least the sense I got when I first saw it, was like, "Okay, this thing's gonna run at me and swing. He's gonna be like a gorilla dude." No, it's in enti- like his attacks are entirely mental, where he'll like he'll fuck around with your head and like pulls your camera in, and you hear that high pitched like squelching noise. It's terrifying yeah. that <laughs> entire like, game everything the controller does is specifically to unnerve you and that's how it kills you i mean it works i mean i i just ran down the hall and i just skipped them it wasn't until the second one you fight later on that i had i shot him up there's I um, just it. there's a great fight in call of Pripyat out with one i don't know if i want to bring it up or not though. not yet i want to okay. wait because we're gonna there's a very good chance it'll be your Okay. Right, we'll be doing those two later on. So I, I really hope we do because there's a, there's a fantastic sequence with the controller. As much it. as I hated my first few hours with this game, I would definitely be up for down the road as long as people listen to the show. Uh, down this episode, I'd definitely be up for doing Call Pripyat or the other one, Clear, Clear Sky. Sky. Yeah. yeah. So there's three of these games. Clear Sky is like a prequel that take, they're all pretty full games as well. Like Clear Sky takes place before Shadow of Chernobyl, and it's like 
all the events leading up directly to the beginning of Shadow Chernobyl. That is everything that happened like the month beforehand. And then Call of Pripyat is a couple months later. And they're both they're both really good games as well. They're also a lot more refined than Shadow Chernobyl. Shadow Chernobyl is a little messy now, especially oh, yeah. nowadays. But mm-hmm. like um yeah, just they're they're they've got like a lot more a lot more features in them. Like you can upgrade armor. Uh, Clear Sky immediately introduces a feature where you can upgrade the amount of weight and armor in Gary. Man, that would have been so nice in this game. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can in, in this game too if you wear the yeah. exoskeleton. If you I found out at the last second. Was it? It gets you up to seventy. Seventy. Yeah. That's where right. do you get that? It's, it's, you, you see like the like the final duty guys and the final freedom guys wearing it. Yeah. See, they oh. like you know the duty guys that have like they're. Just, Why didn't you tell me this, Stuart? I think I did, but oh. I said the downside is that you can't sprint it. Yeah. I didn't sprint any. I couldn't sprint anyway because I was always overcumbered. Well, that's why yeah, you need you the artifacts. Have, yeah, you could have the artifacts. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you, you can get the artifacts uh, set up in a way that you can essentially infinitely sprint, and you yeah. need that. I, I had a hard moon, time with the, the artifacts. Moonlight artifacts. There's an artifact called Moonlight that only spawns in um, electro anomalies, and like once you start figuring out that certain anomalies spawn certain artifacts, especially in Call of Pripyat, this becomes a big thing. Uh, you'll like, like you'll they'll, the game encourages you to actively hunt through anomalies to get them. Wow. Especially when you have the uh, like the little detectors and stuff. I won't like that. <laughs> it, it it's a lot. It's a little bit cleaner in those games. Those oh. games also introduce uh, emissions, which there's only one in this game, and you you dodge it, uh, which is the very end of the game. Like when you're going into the power plant, and you have that little timer that pops up that says like, "Oh yeah, what was that about?" So that's an emission. Um, those exist more in Clear Sky and Call of Pripyat. Call of Pripyat in Clear Sky, they actually have emissions that can happen randomly in the world that will just kill everything. Because that so, happened, and I was running for my life, and you have helicopters shooting down at you, yeah. and you're fighting Monolith Guard. Monolith Guards are these guys in heavy body armor with heavy assault rifles, and they will, and they're, I mean, they're, you're, at, least you're in a, at least in the beginning, you're in a wide open space, so you can kind of run from some of them. You can kind of shoot certain ones <laughs> and use a lot of cover. But man, are they fucking strong. Monolith like, are more like, they're more like animals than humans in this <laughs> world. They are, they're like, they're like bees or ants. You have to think not, of them more like ants. They're controlled by someone else, or? Yeah, they're, monolith are all, they're all, well, the monolith and the zombies are like connected. So okay. the zombified stalkers that you fight are like there's this big installation called the brain scorcher uh, that you have to shut down, which is like yeah. this big one of the one of the few missions of this game. Yeah, that part was rough. That's oh, actually God. based on a real um, is it the Durga satellite array? There's a real thing in Chernobyl in uh, in Pripyat that's like this giant satellite array that's like miles long and I think it's like half a mile tall or something. It's huge. Well, not to mention that place. I mean, I remember going through it. It wasn't so bad. I think you fight a few guys, but it's after you hit the switch. Is that the place where you hit the switch? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you hit the place. switch, and the monolith comes pouring in. Yeah, Actually, like, uh, military terrible. comes pouring in because it, it's, were, it's controlled by monolith. And as soon as you shut it off, like the second you shut it off, uh, somebody tips off the military, and they come pouring in to take back the facility. That's the other oh. thing I thought was interesting. Like the military's after you in this game completely. They're bad. Like they want to murder you. The military only exists to control the zone, and you like stalkers in the zone are elite. So they're gonna they're directly against you. That makes, I mean, that makes more sense. I mean, I I didn't really follow the story. I was just trying to do whatever I could to get through the game, just because I felt so out of place in this world because I'm not used to the style of gaming. 
I and I mean, it's not the Durga, it's the Duga. It's the Duga 3 array. <laughs> and a lot of people I've, I've talked to have played this game like, oh, I didn't get that far. Like, I just, and it, it's not, like, I would not have finished this game if I didn't have a podcast episode and I'm 16 for 16 at the moment. Yeah. Or 17, <laughs> 17 for 17, um, where I haven't <laughs> not beaten a game yet. I have beaten yeah. every game that we put on the show so far. Uh, you gotta, like, you got to really, like, push yourself to get through that early game. Yeah. And if you get through that early game, this will be one of the most, like, I don't want to say it'll be everyone's it's very favorite rewarding, game, it, but like, it, it sticks with you. Yeah. 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 This game will stick with you in a certain way. That's just. It, it doesn't feel like any other game, any other first person shooter I've ever played. Oh. And while it's rough in the beginning, especially like the camera shake, they add camera shake while you're running, which can be <laughs> difficult to get used to. Let's just say like you get past a couple of the starter guns and then it really just opens up. You can really, there's so much of the game that is not presented to you. And yeah. that's what always surprised me. Like the story is really a sideline, and you, if you can, if you are willing to invest the time in the game to explore, to do the side quests, you can find so much life and story in there. Um, Stu, I actually wanted to ask you. There was one guy that I ran into, and I, I, I never got to flesh out the story, but there was one guy that was yelling. He was like, uh, "Don't get near me! You're, cr- I'm crazy! Uh, don't, don't get near me!" And I get around to him, and and he's like, he just turns into a zombie. I kill him, and he drops a flash drive. I never got to find out what was on the flash drive. Do you know? Oh, on the flash drive? um, fuck yeah, that's a uh, that's a quest you have to do for I think duty. I think it's like a late duty quest. I want to say where oh, yeah, wow. like he's just like like you run into him and he turns into a zombified stalker in front of you, which is creepy as shit. <laughs> yep. So uh, to mention this again, the zombified stalkers are connected with monolith. So the brain scorcher. It scorches brains. That's what it does. Like when you get close, it will like burn people's brains. Essentially, it starts burning and, yours. Like you have a time limit as you're climbing yeah. up the stairwell with people trying to kill you, and it's and, fucking with you. Yeah, you're like your <laughs> vision starts to blur. Your like sound kind of starts to go. You just it's it really fucks with your brain. I love that yeah. section simply because like it really felt like your brain was getting scorched because it made yeah. like, it doesn't matter how good at the game you are, you know, how, how quick you are, uh, how good you are at pulling off headshots. That, that section will make everyone struggle and want to like desperately rush to it's, shut the scorcher. It's funny because it's such a little thing, but it's so effective of just like, like a high pitched noise and your camera kind of turns and that's it. That's like all it does. But just that in comparison to like, also being shot at and also just being With in this dangerous crazy world. Smart AI, yeah. Yeah. It's just like it's just it's just enough to like really fuck with you and make you yeah, it makes you feel like your brain is boiling. It's yeah. what I imagine encephalitis feels like. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I thought was cool though, is like especially when you're in you're in, in areas where it's dark, like people have well, enemies will have a light on. I think all of the mm. light was on their heads. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna shoot the light. <laughs> nope. And that worked great. Hey, it works oh, for really? me. I got a lot of headshots out of it. Sometimes the lights on their head, sometimes it's on their chest, is what oh. I said. Well, either way, they died. So I was like, hey, they're <laughs> dead. Okay, let's keep going. But, like, you have a flashlight in this game, too, and there's luckily no battery system like many survival horror games. <laughs> and as Sam recently found out for some reason, you also yeah. have night vision. I did not know you had night vision in this You have game. night vision? I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, you can press N and you activate your yeah. night it's, it's, not only on, it's not on everything. It's only on certain armors. And there's different kinds. There's first generation, second generation. And Call of Pripyat introduces a third one, which is even better. But the first generation is like a like vague green filter over. It's like what do you imagine like shitty night vision would be if you bought like a twenty dollar pair of night vision glasses, where it's like just a green filter and you can kind of see a little bit more maybe. And then the second generation is like blue and it gives you like a little bit more depth to what you're looking at. 
And then the third generation of Call of Duty is like black and white, and it's fucking fantastic. But yeah, the night vision of this game feels it's it's useful when you don't want to be seen, but there's definitely a trade off of this flashlight. I'm going to be able to see so much more, but everyone's also going to be able to see me. Yeah, yeah. which is I mean, I would use I would I started turning it on to get people's attention and then turn it off and hide somewhere else. So they would look for me in a certain spot and I wouldn't be there anymore. It's it's terrifying at the end of the game when you're fighting all the monolith soldiers in the oh, power god that yeah it's just we, a dark maze and these flashlights everywhere before we dig into that last place with the wishkeeper do you want to kind of explain the story like what who shrelock is and everything sure so well, spoilers for the story of stalker yeah, nobody, not playing this game stalker. Story. <laughs> yeah, don't don't play stalker for the story the story i think is great but i'm also in the minority there if i care about the story most people just play for the world to the point that there are people who mod this game that just like throw everything together just so they can play in the world. Like that's all they want to do. Which I, mean, I don't get. A huge modding community for this game. This game came out in 07, and there are still people constantly talking about mods and playing mods. I'm in a group, oh, yeah. there's a really active group called Stalker 100 Rads Facebook, and I couldn't believe how active they are and how much how much they love this game. Like, yeah, it this... is it's amazing. There is a huge modding community around this game. I mean, somebody just came out with a a mod for it just came out not too long ago. They had this big um I think I sent it to you, Sam. They had this big like live action uh uh trailer for it. That they oh had yeah. And it looked really good. And it's like the game came out in 2007. The trailer was for a mod for the game that came out in 2018, and it looks unbelievably good. Like I think they filmed they found footage of like areas in not in chernobyl and pripyat but like they went to like other areas in ukraine and got similar footage and it was just like it looks yeah. so fucking amazing That's people cool. still mod the shit out of this game people love this game like i could not believe the legacy that this game has for people like i because i never i mean i only knew of this game beforehand because when i worked at target we had it we had the pc copy on our shelf of our few pc game i remember looking mm -hmm. at it that was all that was my only type of <laughs> any type of knowledge of this game beforehand knowing and then i hear people talk about it off and on in facebook <laughs> well, it's funny because in the game the whole thing about the zone is that like once you kind of exist within the zone the zone sticks with you it's like it's sure. kind of like this weird ptsd where like the zone will be with you forever and people who play stalker they'll always think about stalker a little bit <laughs> yeah this it's, game will stick with me yeah i so the story of stalker to get into this a little bit is like we mentioned earlier you're like the game starts you're in this death truck filled with bodies it crashes, so he brings you to this guy named Sidorovich, and it turns out you're alive. And you only have this mission to kill Straylock. And the entire story of the game is, like, really doing odd jobs for people in, in order to get, like, a tiny fragment of information to lead you somewhere else. So, like, Sidorovich, one of the first things he gives you is, like, go help Wolf get this guy Nimble back. He's got a flash drive I want. I don't care if Nimble's alive. You just, just get the flash drive from him and bring it back. And so that's, like, a whole... That's, like, immediately opens you up to... Okay, there's multiple ways I could do this. I can go in and kill Nimble myself and get the flash drive back, or I can just let him die and get it, or I can go in and kill the bandits, or I can work with these other loners who are setting up this ambush. But you get a flash drive, you bring it back, and he sends you off to like the immediately to this like next group of stalkers that it's like they know something about Straylock. Go find it out. You go see them, and then like they lead you to his hiding place, and you're just doing all these crazy odd jobs. But you start to like put if you really pay attention to what they're saying, you start to put together this like story of this world where Straylock is this, like I said earlier, he's like this folk hero. Him and his group have done like, they were the first group to make it all the way to this, this wish grantor thing that people keep talking about. He, they made it there and they made it back. 
and you start to learn like a little bit more about what the wish grancer is it's this like supposedly in the middle of the zone there's this magical room with an artifact that can grant any wish and so that's when the game kind of diverges in like what do you want to do like do you want to keep looking for straylock or is this wish grantor going to be your major priority now and, I think. Oh, sorry. Keep going. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if I want to say more than that because I don't know if we want to talk about the endings or not. Oh yeah, we can save that. I think the, the reason why I had a big issue with the story is your uh, the, the story itself is interesting. Um, when, well, it's I, really, when, it's when I read it, when I read it in the Wikipedia article, because I had to <laughs> read it because I had no idea what was going on. Mm. You're introduced uh, just waking up and like, hey. Uh, this you have a PDA that that says you need to find and kill this person, and I'm like, okay, that's interesting. But then, like Stuart said, you're 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 uh, sent through the game doing odd jobs to find out just the barest minimum tiny side information that somehow mm-hmm. slightly relates to this character you're looking for, and very quickly you realize that you don't really care that much. And yeah. so I I I don't know if it's what they were going for, but it really encourages you to try and find story elsewhere or in my case play the fuck out of the world because the world was just the combat was always so engaging for me yeah it's like some stuff will just like you'll just notice occasionally where somebody will say something about somebody says something about doctor who's a member of um of stalker's group they're like oh yeah like one of stalker's group doctors the like legend says he can legend says that he can cure anything because he went to this wish grantor and he wished for the power to cure anything and you're just like, you'll hear that in the background, and you're like, huh, like, I didn't know that. And now now that I've heard a little bit about that, I want to find out everything about this character. And like, like, these little details. Like, you had mentioned a little bit before, like, when you're heading to that last area, like, with the tomb, and you have, like, you have this Russian voice talking to you in Russian, unfortunately. Yeah. And I don't understand a word he's saying. It's, it's just saying, like, join and... us and stuff. Well, I mean, it's just, because isn't that the Wish Grander talking to you? Yeah, that's, um... That's implied to be like the wish grantor, like trying okay. to take over your mind and create he, you as another. He did monolith. just he did just fine in my ending. So. Yeah, so the uh, monolith, uh, yeah, it's the monolith is like his the, the wish grantor's personal. It's so hard to talk. It's the zone. I I don't want to give away what the zone like exists. It's as. fine. I you think it's fine. Yeah, I mean, anybody who's listening to this show, especially if you're still if you're still here this far, I mean, so many people know about this game but aren't. Mm-hmm. Because you're not playing this. I mean, I, I could care less what the story was. I mean, I was just playing it. Since the story it, is secondary, I think it's it, it really is in this game. I mean, yeah. it's a game that, yes, it was cool and interesting for some people, but just to experience this game, that's what you're playing it for. You're playing mm-hmm. it to, to be able to beat it, to be able to say, I did it, because that's I that's did. a fucking accomplishment. I lived in the zone. Oh. <laughs> it's an accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, so you find out that, like, you, like, you get this kind of split in the story where you go back and talk to this character named Guide, and he's like, oh, the doctor's looking for you. Like, you got to go find doctor. And so you get sent back to, like, almost the very beginning of the game. You have to go talk to doctor who's in, like, the second area in, like, your old hideout. And you go in, like, a flashbang goes off immediately. And he's like, Straylock, Straylock, wake up. And you're like, oh, wait, fuck. I'm Straylock? <laughs> <laughs> and you, uh, you kind of, like, find out more throughout the game that if you really look for it, you're... The monolith is the zone's like personal bodyguards. Like I said, they're ants. They're like they're like the hive that's protecting the queen, and the queen is the wish grantor, and specifically the sea consciousness. Who was like these these scientists that fucked up and created this. They created the zone as like a side effect of them trying to join all of their like uh, consciousness together. So Mike probably didn't get this because he didn't get the, <laughs> the 
he no. didn't go talk to the guy and get the decoder. I just I got to the point with this game where I was just like, fuck it, I want to beat this <laughs> game and be done with it. <laughs> Which is fine. Because this mean, game has very interesting bad endings. It wasn't even that I didn't it wasn't that I didn't like it was just that this game was so stressed. Like I'll be sitting here playing it and all of a sudden <laughs> I find myself just sweating and all stressed out. I'm like, what yeah. the hell? There's because, a point in this game where you just want to get out of the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's exactly I mean again, I mean anyone who's following listening to us, we usually we play everything in about a week. Like in this case with this game, I had about three weeks. We all had about two weeks to play because we had a we had a game that last week was a game that takes freaking thirty minutes to beat, Captain America and the Avengers. So you know, we give ourselves time to dive into this world and play something like Sam, that. Sam, you started playing it like a fucking month ago, didn't you? Oh yeah, I <laughs> yeah. did. I mean Stefan didn't played it like I think yesterday. Started. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it just but, goes to show like you can it's like <laughs> you play this game to exist within the world. Yeah, he's like you're not you're not playing it to to die. I mean, the story is really good. Like if you're if you're interested and in and the amount of love people have for it, but that's not not why. But I mean, the world is so is so interesting. And when you start really realizing how much it did, like we hadn't mentioned this yet, enemies don't respawn. Once you kill them, they stay dead, and their body stays there, right wherever you put it, unless yep. you move it. it unless you move, move it, or unless animals come in and start dragging them away. <laughs> yeah, but the world itself has to do it. It isn't like oh, we got too many enemies here. Okay, start despawning stuff to save space. Like it doesn't do that. Yeah, it's not it's like a, Fallout 4 where like you clear out a bank and then you come back a week later and there's more mutants in there. It's like you, you kill them, they're dead. And like maybe another group will move in and take over it or something. But it's like, just like there's a limited amount of things in this world. And I, I'm assuming you can clear out the entire world if you play long enough. I think you I think there's there's some characters that are essential that you can't get to. Like you can't get to kill Sidorovich because he's underground. But okay. yeah, you can kill, I think, all but four or five people in this game. Which is really cool. I mean, you'll get murdered in certain places, but it's yeah, very, very cool difficult <laughs> that the game lets you do that. Another thing we hadn't mentioned yet is there's food in this game, and there's a hidden food meter that if yes. you don't eat something, I didn't, all of a sudden, randomly, I saw a fork and, like, fork and spoon on my screen. I'm like, what the hell is this? Mm -hmm. I hadn't eaten in a while, and I guess you get weaker, but the game doesn't tell you. It's just, it's just there, and there's all of a sudden you'll find out. There's multiple hidden meters in this game. So there's the food meter, and then there's, like, a mental meter. And that's like when the controller attacks you or like when the side missions start going up, your mental meter starts going down and awesome. that will kill you as well. And the radiation, you have a radiation meter that constantly will fill up. And I had to keep injecting, especially near the end when you're doing that last road to get to the power plant. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I called it the fucking hell's highway. I had to keep injecting myself with uh, these the radiation medicine you get mm -hmm. because I just was getting fucking murdered. Yeah, well. You could get a couple uh, anomalies or uh, uh, artifacts that'll really help out cutting yep. down radiation. <laughs> I did not have that. Let's <laughs> take a quick second to stop and make sure Stevens' mics works now that he's back. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Okay, okay. you also have your video on, which is pretty funny. <laughs> but oh, yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah, I just want to make that. Clear. <laughs> All right, there we go. For all those that can't see, you put his hand in front of the camera. <laughs> all right, back to it. <laughs> okay, um, before we dive into like the ending of this game, you guys, I, I was thinking I was going to read some of our questions off. We got a lot of questions, and some yeah, kind of more than I was expecting because I saw you ask in the group, and I was oh, like, oh, I wonder how many people have asked questions. More than you think. Some are <laughs> a couple things I'm just going to read. First thing from Sebastian Gamez. Sorry if I mispronounced your name. Um, what do you think of the box art? I don't like it, but that's me. Don't like I. I quite enjoy it, but I also quite enjoy it in like when it's connected to all the other box arts because all the all the games have like the same kind of box art where it's it's that face on like a certain color. Actually, well, it's like, like uh, yeah, I would compare it to Left for Dead, like the Left for Dead yeah. box art. Yeah, 
the second one is much cooler. I mean, Clear Sky has all three three people on it with a radioactive sign in the background. Yeah, it's it's an alternate uh, cover for the other two, I should say. It's not the main covers. There's like alternate colors oh. that are different colors for each. Okay, because Call of Pripyat, I don't know what that is because it didn't load up for me. <laughs> yeah, because if you look up Stalker uh, Shadow of Chernobyl has like it's one of its other covers is the same thing where it's like a radiation symbol and a guy in like a, a survivor suit standing in front of it. And it's got like the it's got like the uh, power plant and the brain scourge in the background. It looks really cool. But I think the one you're think like the one they're asking about is probably just the face. With it's the a yellow one, right? The one yeah. exactly because that's the one I've been posting every time I'm mentioning this game. Has been the yellow one with like the radiac, the burned looking face on the on the on the left hand side, and a soldier standing on the right side. Yeah, I quite I quite like that one because that they have like alternate covers like that for the other games as well that are just different colors and slightly different backgrounds, and I think they all look really cool next to each other. Which is going to be the art for this episode too. Yeah. Um, cover <laughs> okay. Um, next, which is not really a question. But I want to read is any. Well, that's this is a question. Anyone of the show seen the movie it's based on, which we haven't yes. mentioned yet? Absolutely. No, I never got a chance to see it. I would not recommend it for most people. <laughs> it's a movie that I it, I really enjoy, but I would not recommend because is it is it is it like as bad as Doom? Uh no, it's okay. It's not possible. It's a Tarkovsky movie though, so it's like Solaris. Oh. It's the same guy who did Solaris. Like it's it's a weird movie. Like I I'm glad that I knew some stuff about the world going in because it's also the movie, the book, and the games all take place in a slightly different universe. Where the rules are slightly different, like not just the universe is different, but like the, what the zone is kind of changes. And the movie, it's very slow. It's very methodical at the beginning. Like the first hour of the movie is a. It's I think it's an. I think it's like two hours, and I might be. It, I think it's almost three hours long, and it's a very very slow start. And uh, Tarkovsky even said at some point that he made it a very slow start because he wanted people to leave the theater. He wanted people to say, like, <laughs> this movie isn't for you, so get the hell out. Like, you'll know within the first hour that the movie isn't for you. The movie's based on the book, right? Uh, it's, it's yeah, it's based okay. on the book. It's not a direct adaptation. Okay. It's, if you really like cinema, like, <laughs> if you're, like, if you're really, like, like, if you would say, I like cinema, not I like movies. Yeah, like, yeah. Fine for you. It was a good picture. You're, that's the movie for you. Yeah. If you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I really, I'm a cinema, or cinephile, then maybe watch Stalker. But if you just go, I like movies, then don't watch it. It's not for you. It's, it's a very slow. It's very methodical. It's very deliberate. And there's not a lot of dialogue. A lot of it is just kind of looking at this guy's face and just seeing what his emotion is and trying to, like, in, like infer what's going on through that. That's in that is interesting. Next one. This isn't really a question I wanted to read anyway. From Felix Davin. Yes, my favorite series of all time. A rare instance of a good book, a good movie, a good game, related, unrelated at the same time. <laughs> Well, it's kind of weird because it's not just like a good movie. It's also held up as like this amazing Tarkovsky movie that people fucking love now. So it's not, it's not like, like, oh, like the first Resident Evil, I think is a good movie. But this is like a whole different level. <laughs> it's like the book is held in extremely high regard. The movie is held in extremely high regard. And the game, it's like, it's got its audience. Like it's, it's held in high regard by it's like some people, but it's oh, kind of unknown. Huge, huge Facebook group, actually. Yeah, the people <laughs> who know it, love it. And like, it's just, it's kind of underknown. So it's, yeah, this is a really weird, really weird existence. Oh, before we do more questions, I need to step away for a second. Stuart, do you want to kind of talk about the endings? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay, I'll be right back. So we'll talk about the, the different endings real quick. They are, 
there's like i don't know how to explain them really because there's like there's a good ending and a bad ending and then also like five other endings i don't <laughs> would like i don't o- know optional endings yeah they're like <laughs> optional like i wouldn't say they're any they're, less. i'd say they're endings for those that are not curious enough to explore and find out the true endings yeah but they they work so well that they like if that's the ending that you get you're fine with it yeah it fits the game like the first time I played the game, I didn't. Uh, I went to go talk to Guy, and he died on the way there, and so I couldn't get like the true ending of the game. But I didn't know that. I didn't know there were different endings. So the ending I got was just like one of the bad endings. I was like, "Oh, that's how the game ends. That's really cool. I'm gonna play this again." And I got something different. And I was like, "Oh, what? Like I missed all this stuff." Mm-hmm. So the true ending of the game. Should, should I start with the true, or should we go over the bad first? What do you think? Yeah, let's go through. Let's go through the bad ones because I yeah. I didn't even know that about the true endings. Uh, I I didn't know about all that extra. Like you find out so much extra story, so much yeah. story in like the last five minutes of the game. Yeah, you find out like basically all of to, it. You're literally talking to like the main antagonists who are telling you everything. Yeah. Um. So there are seven endings in this game. Five are the false endings, as other known. And what happens is when you get to this Chernobyl power plant at the end, you've got to fight through fucking hundreds of monolith fighters. I think there's like 200 monolith fighters in there, I want to say, that you were like Jesus battling. Christ. Yeah, it's a <laughs> lot. And they all have the best armor and the best guns. Some of them are carrying like these EM electromagnetic rifles that you've never seen before, just as like the Gauss guns from Fallout. Mm-hmm. And you like you are burning your way through them, and you finally find this like crack in the wall. You walk in and you see the wish grantor, and it's just—I mean, like you hear about the monolith, but it is like this giant monolith that's like 2001: The Space, like a Space Odyssey style thing, where it's just towering above you, and you've got to go through this maze to get to it. That you're being like teleported around. Uh, Sam, which ending did you get this time? You got the very first time. I got the quote-unquote positive ending, which I thought was like kind of cheated. What what happens is you go up to it. Uh, you go up to the monolith and, and your guy says something like, I want the zone to disappear or whatever. And like, you know, the screen flashes bright and then you see like all birds and, and green trees. And I was like, fuck yeah, man, I killed it. First try, best ending. And then like he blinks and you see him open up his eyes and his like eyes are gone. Uh, he has no eyes left. He's blind or whatever. Like and the zone, dis- yeah, the zone disappears, but only for him. Yeah. And like that, the game ends, and you're just like, "Oh well, fuck me." Uh, I got the second, the second time I played this game, I got a different ending, which I was surprised by. Uh, I got the greedy ending because uh, <laughs> I had favorite. like a, a whole bunch of money, and it, I think it is like one of the best endings because you see, you see, uh, you're in this, you're in this, the the complex, and one of the loose bolts falls down, and when you're you see the loose bolt fall down, and then you you watch your character look at it. And he sees it as money. Yeah, and he then, picks it up and it's a gold yeah. coin or something. Yeah, and, and then it just starts to rain all these gold coins. And you're like, uh-oh, this isn't good. <laughs> and then uh, it, it just cuts to uh, it cuts to him holding one of the gold coins. And it starts zooming out. And you see he's entirely crushed by all of this rubble. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, he's not holding the gold coin. He's holding the balls on him. Yeah, he's yeah. holding the ball. And it's, like, yeah. it's just his hand sticking out of this pile of debris. Yeah, wow. uh, that is that actually was, a really great ending. Uh, that was the first bad. ending I got that I loved, and yeah. I didn't realize there was a different ending of the game. I thought that was the ending, and I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> I much prefer that one to the, uh, what is, I think, called the positive ending, quote-unquote, where he yeah. wants the zone to disappear and he goes blind. There's also um, the ruler ending, which is where you say, I want to rule the world. And... You start playing the 80s song in the background? Yeah, uh, by Tears of Fears. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's... <laughs> 
I had to. <laughs> I couldn't help uh, it when you said that. That would be great. That would be fantastic if that's what they gave it. But that's like you start like you start like being lifted into the air and some like light starts shooting out of your arms and your your face and uh you just start like going like you start having like this epileptic fit and the monolith starts to like pulsate and you start to pulsate and then you start to disappear and uh like that's a really fucking weird one because it's like i want to rule the world and then you get kind of it implies like you're absorbed by the monolith and so you're part of the monolith that rules the world <laughs> that's a really bizarre one such a strange ass game. I got the bad ending I, for one of the ending where I got well, I got the one you got went blind, which I consider. A bad That's ending. the positive ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then there's the immortality ending where I think that's like the base one. You, if as long as you don't have like any reputation that's not like really good or really bad, that's like the most neutral one. You have to have like less than fifty thousand rubles. Uh, that wasn't hard. to be alive. This is like this is like the basic one. Where you say, I want immortality. And, uh, like, it kind of zooms on you, and there's this big flash, and you're turned into, like, a like stainless steel statue. <laughs> Which is, it's like, that's the most basic ending. I still really like that one. I think that was, like, also really ironic and fun. Metal what, is fun. The, what is the true ending in quotations? Uh, well, let's go over the, there's one more bad ending, which is oh, the okay. negative ending. This is the exact opposite of the positive. Where you say, humanity is corrupt, mankind must be controlled. I want to say with that one, like, you, like, everything goes dark, and it's, like, you standing in this, like, black room. You can't see anything. And, like, all these pictures start to flash up on the screen. And it's, like, um, it's, like, like you're seeing everything in the world all at once. And then it just zooms out, and you're standing in, like, complete darkness. And it's just, like, that's the ending. And it's, like, what the fuck? What does that even mean? That's that's the last bad ending. Then you get okay. to the quote unquote true endings, which this is you have to go talk to Guide and you have to get to go get like he reveals that's when you find out that you're Straylock, you've been to the Wish Grantor before, and you realize that it was all an illusion. That's so you like they tell you like it's like a monkey's paw scenario where it just it gives you this fake thing. And that instead of going to the Wish Grantor, you have to go into a secret lab connected to it, which is like Instead of going into this wall, you go the other direction. You find this like like ladder going up. You've got to go decode a door, and monolith fight guys are like they start spawning in and like just flinging themselves at you because they're just desperately not letting you in there. Nice. And you walk in, and that's when you come across the C consciousness, C dash consciousness, what it's called, and it's like it's really bizarre. It's like um, six tubes that are all connected to each other. And a hologram in the middle. That's like just a guy. And like you walk in and he literally starts talking to you. And he tells like tells you how the goal like he tells you what they are, how the zone became a thing. This is when like like Sam said, this is when you learn everything about the game. If you wanted information, this is the information dump. This is it. This is your reward for getting to the end of Stalker, is learning everything there is to learn about Stalker. Okay, that is cool. Yeah, I, I mean, people, I didn't even know about that room until I posted in the group, in the stalker group that I beat the mm -hmm. game. They're like, well, did you do this? Did you do that? And I'm like, nope. And they're <laughs> like, you're missing out on the truth. I mean, they were getting, I mean, yeah. they talked and talked. And I, I'm just like, you know what? And as soon as they said more monolith cards, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I don't, I'm done. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that bad of a fight. Like, you get a really, oh. like, you're at the end of a hallway and you have this crazy good defensive position. You I was running out. out of ammo. I was running, oh, okay. I mean, I was almost out of med kicks. Because in that last room, I don't know if you mentioned it, you're constantly being radiated. Yes, yeah, like you're being terrible. irradiated the entire time. 
I actually, I was not. I had because of the, uh, I guess because of the suit and the anomalies. But you I was had able your to artifacts. Yeah. That being said, there was there was there was that one. There was like a secret room. I think you go into and you were like in the fucking cooling cores. You see the the oh the yeah, rods, yeah the actual rods. You go down there. That's where I found the exosuit. There was like a huge stash down yeah. there, and I was like, why didn't you get like there's a out of here? I think there's like a awesome gun. There's a shitload of yeah. ammo and medicine. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that. like it's a crazy amount of radiation down there. You got to get in and get out. Okay. I mean, this game likes radiation. And then the other thing is it makes you freaking do a jumping puzzle to get to the damn Wish Granter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It took a second to realize you don't time on stuff. Yeah, it's like it's it's teleports you around, which is really bizarre. But yeah, oh, so in case if you don't go to the Wish Granter, you go to see Consciousness, and they tell you everything about the zone, and then they give you an offer. They say, you can join the Sea Consciousness and become part of us, add your collective knowledge to what we know about the zone, since Straylock's kind of like Straylock in the terms of the zone is kind of like the, like, he's like the master stalker. He knows everything there is to know. Or he at least, like, will, he will learn it at some point. So, like, because you're this insane stalker, because you know everything about the zone that we don't know because we're just this consciousness trapped in a tube, you add your knowledge to ours, and you can either join them um, or uh, decline the offer. And if you decline the offer... You've got to kill, I think, three pyrogeists show up, which is like the flame balls you were talking about earlier. Oh like, man, that sounds that sounds terrible. They show up, and you have to like you have to destroy the sea consciousness. And oh. yeah, the true ending of the game is declining the offer and destroying the sea consciousness. That is like that's so, the canon ending. So at some point, do they do they call you Mister Freeman? Is that what uh, <laughs> <laughs> I say, get out of your stalker. Yeah, you know, you walk. What you do is you fight your way through like the three hundred monolith fighters, and you open the door, and they say, "I, I say, come in, don't stand there." And it turns out <laughs> the guy at the bar was the monolith the entire time. Oh, I like that guy. No, it's just funny. Great. I said, "Come in, don't stand there." I said, "Come in, don't stand there." I feel like they get mad at. You. I thought they were getting mad at me the first time. I'm like, "Oh God, they're gonna shoot me!" And everyone else is shooting me in this damn game. Oh, he's hello? Just so happy. hello, oh hello, 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 hello. Uh, <laughs> anything else you want to say about the ending? I mean that. Uh, just the, like the offer endings are, I don't know. I like the bad endings so much that when I replay the game, I almost go for them over the the true ending, because I already know. I, I already have the knowledge now. And, and so does everybody else listening. Yeah, now they do too. But like the true <laughs> endings are, I don't know. There's it's it's such a cool little. It's such a cool way to end the game when like a weird like monkey's paw, like you spend the entire game looking for Straylock, and then you find out you are Straylock, and then. The game just ends on this like totally ironic dark note. I think it fits perfectly in the Stalker universe Very to end so. on this insanely like depressing like note. Like everything you just did was useless, and you just died. That oh. uh, that ending you mentioned with the uh, the the he picks up the gold coin yeah. and the rubble. That I like that one the best. That yeah, one's that, that that pretty awesome. Favorite, I think. That one's so good. Yeah, I like fantastic. that one. I don't know the one where he goes blind is pretty good too. I didn't like that as much. I felt kind of cheated when I got that one. I was like, "What? This is this is over." I if I had gotten the the greed one first, I would have been super happy with that because it it really it fits so perfectly. And another thing about this game, which we haven't mentioned yet, is that the cutscenes look so good still, right? Yeah, and strange they as hell. Well. They've aged yeah. really well. Oh yeah, like the one where he's shooting the rat, where all the he's shooting all the rats are running out. I was like, what yeah. the hell? So you get like the same cutscene throughout the game of a guy 
like a guy walks up to what looks like the sarcophagus, which is the nuclear power plant. It's what the uh, like the exterior of it's called now is the sarcophagus. He walks up to it, and all these rats, little rodent things, come running down the hill. He just starts like firing his AK into them, like just nonstop. And it looks so good. I can't believe a game that came out in 2007 has a cutscene that looks so fucking like if a movie came out and looked like the cutscenes in Stalker, I'd be completely on board with it. It looks so yeah. good still. I mean, not to mention I, I all should, the mod you can make. Yeah, I was just about better. to yeah. say, I, sh I should mention that I used the 2009 mod, so I don't know if the graphics look better in it or not. Uh, the graphics look do good. look better. They still look okay. The, like, like we said, there's a lot of people that mod this game, and you can get some very good modern graphical updates that make this game absolutely beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, this game has like a weird look to it that's kind of like dark and it's got like a lot of it's got like a lot it uses light really well because it uses light so little that when it does show you a little bit of light it really stands out it still looks agree. very good in this game yeah like, I, I liked it like when you're running up to the power plant at the end when the blowout's about to happen the emission everything is really dark and you see like this red like cloud in the distance that's just freaking out and like blue lightning coming up and it's like the only time you see that much color in the game and it's just it stands out so much to me every time but yeah this, right. this, i do got some uh, more so good <laughs> i got a few more questions for us to read because i'll try to go through some of these kind of fast mm -hmm. uh first one from chris buer why does cheeky breaky which I now i didn't understand but now <laughs> yeah I, yep, I no, no. that was hilarious i'm not cheeky of dumb <laughs> Uh, next one from John Harrington. How face how faithful is the game to the movie? And from the sound of it, it's completely different. Uh, it's it's not completely different because like the zone is still the same. It's just different in the sense that like the movie, there's only three people in the movie really who should... don't they don't even have names. Like they they're literally called like the stalker, the professor, and the writer. And then I think the stalker's wife appears in it, and he's only called stalker's wife, <laughs> his daughter. I think I think his daughter is actually the only character in the movie that has a name. She's called Monkey. I have to try to find what the what the fuck. I have to try yeah. to find this something. I watched. <laughs> well, in the book, she's called Monkey because she's got like this gold fur, these totally black eyelid, like totally black poop pupils. She looks like a weird, like mutated child. Oh, I'm assuming the movie's not on anything streamable. Um, I think the movie is out of. I think the movie's in public domain now, so you can probably just oh, watch cool. it online. I, I, okay. Every time I watch it, I watch it on public domain sites that are like, because it is like this big cinema, like it is like a big cinematic achievement. It is a Tarkovsky movie, so you can find it on a lot of like educational sites as well. Yeah, let's take a look at that. Um, but, uh, the yeah, it's 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 different because there's like a lot of shit going on in the game that can kill you. There's a lot more people. There's a lot more mutants. The movie is more like intimate. Where it's just three guys in his own, like trying to survive, and just this world's kind of fucking with them. Okay, I might, I might try to find this. I don't know if I will, but I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> you got to get past <laughs> the first hour. Get past the first <laughs> hour, and you're like, I got a phone. I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, next, another question I wanted to read. This is from Jake Turrell, who also is a co-host of a show called The Popular Court, which is really good. <laughs> you should listen to it. <laughs> I, I really like it. He's a real cool guy. I listen to the show every week. Um, but his first, he had he had three part questions. I'll read all three of it. How easy is it to get into? From a guy who just first played it, eh, I mean the first, as like we said before, the first three hours are tough. But then it then it starts to make sense. Mm. And would you like to I, see? An, oh, sorry. What I would counter. So? I would I would counter and say that it's easy to get into. I for people that don't know, because 
the reason why I haven't been so talkative is because I only played the like the first three to four hours of it. <laughs> so I would say it's easy to get into. I I actually can't wait to go back to it. So that's my opinion. <laughs> well, you get you get the sequels probably eventually on the show. I'm assuming. So. Hey, maybe Stalker 2. There's never happening on the show, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it will never happen. To all the would people, you... look, so the message to everybody out there, I would like Stalker 2 as well. It's not going to happen, and if it does happen, it's not going to be what we want it to be. Yeah. It's been too about long, right. and we've been screwed too many times. <laughs> and the next part was, would you like to see HD versions of this game? And essentially with mods, you Absolutely. can. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, like, well, yeah. Like, I the mods are great. Personally. But if let's say like let's say there was a really professionally done HD remake of this game, I'd be playing the shit out of it. I would never oh, even yeah. talk to people anymore. I would be done with life. I would just sit in my house <laughs> and I would play Shadow <laughs> Chernobyl until until somebody came to foreclose on me. Like that's okay, what I, I. No, I definitely don't want that to happen because I need you for the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, if Stalker, if Stuart, Stalker Shadow Chernobyl HD remake comes out, I'm gone. <laughs> Stuart out during the Stalker period. We we don't hear from him anymore. <laughs> it was the week that Exodus came out, and I was like, "You guys are like, hey, we're doing the show this week." I was like, "Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, okay." <laughs> what? <laughs> that was still early on, though. That was when like RE2 came out, right? Like, wasn't yeah. that like our fifth or? That was really early. Yeah, that was a rough week for me because I was like, I got to get through Resident Evil 2 so I can play Resident Evil 2. <laughs> I got to get through Resident Evil 2 so I can play Metro Exodus. <laughs> uh, like we had Golden Sun around that time, too. Yeah. No, was uh, I, I was burning through those games because I was like, I got to get I got to get this done so I can play Exodus again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's the next question. Actually, I thought that's perfect for this. From This is all from Jake. How does it hold up to its modern analogs, Fallout, Metro, etc.? Oh, man. It really stands. It really stands in a category of its own. Like, like yeah. we, we talked about it a little earlier. This game is not like any other game that I've played with with the anomalies and the, the way it's structured. Um, like, you'll see elements repeated in other games, but like, I mean, if you're a big fan of Fallout, if you're a big fan of Metro, you'll love this game. This is like, yeah. it's just like the most like open and open world game is. Where it's like nothing really, like the main quest exists, but it only really serves to have you in this world. Like the world is the game. Yeah, I agree with that. I can't stress that enough. The world is the most important thing in the game. I mean that in terms of in the game universe, the zone itself is important. But then like in terms of the AI and the creatures and the anomalies and just the atmosphere, it's so different. Like Fallout touches on it. It has similar themes. The same thing with Metro. Metro is a fantastic game series that I also absolutely love. But so, like Metro doesn't have the same feel to it. It's a little like too clean almost. Which is weird to say like the Metro games are too clean, but yeah, I, yeah. they're more never, underground as well. I would say. Yeah, like, I've never played yeah. any of them yet. I really want to. Really, yeah, they're, want they're to. linear. Yeah, they're very linear. Well, I, like. Even Exodus is pretty linear. Like I know a lot of people were complaining about the open world aspect of it, but it's a really linear game still. Stalker mm. is not linear. Not at all. Yep. All right. We got another question. This is from Jordan. Sorry if I butchered your name. Ether Etherkin. He's a friend of DJ. Okay. Um, and he said, do you feel that it gets better after you get yourself established with equipment and stuff? Oh, I would my say 100%. God, yes. yeah. yeah. 
It's yeah. so it gets so much better, which is oh, crazy yeah. to think. Yeah, this game. I mean, the first couple hours of this game are like a scramble to survive and understand the world, and then once you do, it's like it becomes a totally different game. That's why I always rush the military base. Stu, every time Stuart's <laughs> like, "Yeah, you'll get fucked if you go to the military base." Yeah, every time I always rush military. What's base funny is that I do it now too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm like, I, if we go to the military base first, say when I go to the military base with a fucking Makarov pistol. Yep. <laughs> so like. If we can just get one guy, we can get his AK and and do better. Which actually is funny because I we were, we were talking while we were while we were talking about doing this game. I was mentioning how this game has a ridiculous speed run on it that I yeah. saw, where it was like I saw like speed runs that are like fifteen minutes, like fifteen to twenty minutes consistently. And uh, Sam knows before this episode, I actually tried it and I got pretty fucking far. I got yep. like almost to Pripyat in about fifteen minutes. Nice. And like, yeah, if you as long as you like know how to trade up in this game, you'll do fine. <laughs> did you beat it in the speed run or did you? Get I did not because I did it wrong oh. because <laughs> in the speed run, people were going. I was I couldn't figure out how to get past the brain scorcher because that was the big thing to get past the brain scorcher in the game. You need the side missions helmet, which you get from the scientists in, um, in Yantar, like Yantar. or you find it in a box, I think. Uh, no, you can only get it from the, the, oh, the side. I didn't have it then because I killed them. He, died on me. Um, he gives it to you even if you fail the quest. Because oh, okay. in this game, even if you fail quest, you can still continue playing as Doctor. Because uh, that was I had it in my inventory. I was like, didn't I? I thought I found it in a box. That makes more sense. I think, yeah, I think he gives it to you to test it. And uh, yeah, he can get totally he can get totally fucking dunked on by zombies. And you're like, all right, I guess I'll just continue going. <laughs> I think um, this game does yeah, it does that really well. Where like once you play the game, like you're probably gonna fuck up the first time you play the game. You're probably going to fuck up. You're not going to get the good ending or you're going to like things are going to break. and You're not going to understand why. Once you like understand the game, you can start manipulating things in your favor, which I really enjoy. Like the freedom and duty factions, you can kind of play them against each other and get some really good loot out of it. And I think that's incredibly interesting to me, like having these two factions fighting and you can kind of do this like fistful of dollars scenario. As long as you like understand the factions and understand the game a little bit, you can create a situation that really benefits you. It's really fun when you've been struggling against all this AI the entire time. To uh, at one point, I was I was friends <laughs> with both Duty and Freedom, and they got into the firefight, and I was just sitting back like, "Oh my god, I can, I can pick <laughs> up all this ammo, and yeah. I don't have to even fight for it." <laughs> that is nice. Yeah, once you get to once you get past the brain scorcher, like immediately upon finishing that and getting out of the base, whichever faction is stronger comes to help you. And like pushes through Pripyat with you, so it was duty for me. It's it was duty for me as well because I my game fucked up and Skull took a bullet without me noticing, <laughs> and so I couldn't I couldn't complete the, the quest line. That's what <laughs> I I was really, it was really funny. Right after I beat the Brain Scorcher, there's like on that death radiation road that the oh, two God. factions kind of collided, and it was funny. Yeah. While I was picking up all the gear, that's also where I made my decision who to join. I was gonna say whoever survives <laughs> this confrontation, that's the group I joined. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't join up for me until the very end of that road. It was mm. just me going up that road by yeah, myself, killing everybody. That final, that final road. Is what it was doing. like that's when. That's they when you get up. to Pripyat, and that's like when the game is kind of decided, more or less. Like okay, gonna... that that thing was fucking hard. That's like when yeah, that's like when whatever faction is in control is in control. They'll be okay. there, and oh. like once you if you go back to that area, they'll actually be patrolling that road and keeping it safe for you as well. Yeah, I, I did see that when I was going down there, and I had to fight. Then I had to fight some freedom guys. I think they were because they were trying to kill me. Yeah, you'll get some like uh, like 
freelancer freedom dudes hanging around or some monolith soldiers that have been cut off. It's a it's just a weird game. <laughs> All right, another question, which kind of um, from Evan Broderick: How has it aged? Did you use mods? An incredible game, but it was a diamond in the roughest ground possible on launch. Call of Pripyat is incredible. Call of Pripyat is incredible. I agree. <laughs> Well, this game this game was in development for what, Stu? Like five years? It had a whole bunch of delayed yeah. uh, releases? Yeah, this game had some trouble getting off the ground. And part of that is um, they made the uh, X-Ray like 1.5 engine for it. And just like this, this game has like, it's, it's hard to explain how much is in this game. It's hard to explain the AI is insane. And there's just like, there's stuff that even I play it every year, like I said, and there's still stuff I go back and I'm like, oh, yeah, I completely forgot about this whole like thing that the AI will do. Or I forgot about this whole thing that like the dogs will do to you or that the bloodsuckers will exist in this area. So it's well, when it, when it was in development, wasn't one of the things that kind of held it back to was that they wanted to have that gameplay to where if you're not there the world still like continues to move on without you but then they realize like the game can finish itself without you too so now i need to go back and fix all that yeah it's like um it's got this bizarre ai that exists it doesn't exist anywhere else where like the ai serves not just to like be an enemy in the game but because the game would because the enemies would just continuously kill each other and you could get to a point where nobody's left in the game. Right. The AI life not only had to exist, but had to like literally exist with itself. Like it had to, they had to build this world where like these stalkers would continuously fight each other, but they wouldn't wipe each other out. Like it had to be this ecosystem that would exist without you that you just happen to go in and screw up occasionally. Right. So yeah, this game I mean, the the guys who made this went on to work for 4A, and one of them says something whenever they come out with a new game. He always says, like, our goal is to destroy your computer, <laughs> um, which you absolutely see. I mean, this, oh, I mean, this... Like, they put so much into it. Uh, this When this game first came out, like, my computer would barely run it. And, like, my main goal in life is to keep a computer capable of running Stalker now. <laughs> oh, my computer, <laughs> like, for this game, like, me, I have an older laptop. Well, not that old, three years old, but I had to actually buy a cooling pack and my laptop kept overheating, but that could have been other issues too. But now it's fine. <laughs> but this is the game that pushed me over the edge. Yeah. This game oh. also has, uh, yeah, there was a lot of, so this game was announced, I think, in 2001. It came out in 2007. Damn. And it went through wow. many, many, many different builds. And you can, I'm not going to go over all of them because of, like, there's, there's so there's many. There's too much to this, yeah. There's so many different builds, and so many of them are, like completely different but you can go but like if you're interested in it i'd say go and look it up the stalker wiki has some pretty good information on the different builds and some of the build stuff is used in um the modding community and you can see some like they had some really interesting ideas that were like worked into the game that they came out with like build number three (laughs) and they like worked in later and it's just like there was there was a lot going on i would hate to have been on the team making this game because i just (laughs) cannot imagine I think when GSC Game World opened, there were like 15 people working there. I don't know how many people were working there when Stalker was released, but I think they had like, I think I think when Stalker came out, they had like 100 people. I can't even imagine making this game with 100 people. 
No, this is a. I mean, especially at the time, even this was a massive game. Like, there's yeah. so much. This, I mean, there's so many things in this game that we're not even mentioning because we don't have the time. Because mm-hmm. there's just. I mean, I was looking at some of the questions I had, and people were like, "Oh, talk about the X-ray. Talk about this. I mean, X-ray yeah. is something is the engine or something." But there's yeah, it's the X-ray so, graphics engine that's just. There's just so much this game, and the and like I said before, the fan base of this game is is I didn't realize what it was until I started trying to promote it. And start talking to people about this game, and it's just, it is massive, like, how much people love. This is game is definitely a classic to so many people. Not to me, but to so many people. I mean, even just the, the ragdoll in this game is unbelievable. Yeah. This is a 2007 like game, that. and all the, like, everything you kill has a ragdoll that interacts with each other and continues to exist in the game the entire time. Like, I like when you kill things and they go, every so often they kind of go fall in somewhere. I've had a few glitchy <laughs> ones that were kind of funny. There's some fun ones where you're like fighting up some staircases and you'll shoot somebody and they'll go like bouncing down, like flying down. Yeah. Or there were a couple of times where I shot a guy with a shotgun or you shoot him and then the blood would splatter in the wall behind him as they run mm-hmm. away. I love that. Uh-huh. I'm like, I got him. And then I grab oh, yeah. him. When you catch somebody with a perfect grenade, they just go flying outside of her. Like occasionally I... you'll see some guys in a, in a doorway and chuck a grenade in and then they'll just come flying out of the door. And that's always so satisfying. That. Because I oh. would always, I would throw grenades at people, but I would always run the other way, or I'd be hiding around a corner. So I never got to see them fly, but I know what you mean. <laughs> As I did uh... <laughs> waste a ton of grenades on those stupid little things with the face masks. I was running out of ammo near the end, and there were two of them, and I used like four or five grenades just trying to kill them. Didn't the work face out very well. masks? Oh, the storks? Yeah, the storks. Yeah, the storks. That's a, those are terrible. Oh. Called because uh, they wear the gas masks. They look like snorkel, little snorkel. Yeah, they look like something from my nightmares in Silent yeah. Hill. But okay, <laughs> I don't know if we've even mentioned all the mutants in this game. But uh, just, no, we, we haven't. Controller, Storks. Now we never. Not. We haven't mentioned the giant. The uh... you mentioned the giant real fast because we're getting yeah. getting there. Yeah, the giant is um, when you go into the first lab. There's no human enemies. You just you're finding bodies and like there's weird shit going on. It's almost like there's no like there's no danger from any humans for the first half of that lab and it's just atmosphere building up and then shit starts to go weird and that's when like that's when like you really feel like you're in danger that's why i talk about this game builds tension really well that's like absolutely perfect it's a totally different environment and it plays totally differently and it really throws you off yeah like as you're going around you keep hearing the stomping in the background and like occasionally your screen will shake yeah like when you finally come across this this giant like room you have to go into you see how it works for me every time i'm not sure if this is like how it's scripted but how it works for me every time is i walk in the room and i see the giant like the arm of it and then it goes stomping back into the darkness and i lose sight of it and every single time it scares the shit out of me uh-huh. <laughs> i shot the hell out of him and it didn't but he, he yeah. took a lot yeah, you know. <laughs> I usually that's like one of the few times in the game I'll use a grenade launcher and I usually climb up Is one of the grenade piping. launcher in this game? Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. You yeah, you'll miss so much in this game. I remember yeah. playing through my second time and I found like it felt like a dozen new guns. I was shocked. Yeah, I, I use the same guns over and over again. Like there's even attachments to the guns that we haven't mentioned either. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't <laughs> My favorite part is this time, Sam, very like just before this podcast started, was like, there's an SVU in this game? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> How many times have you played this? Now I realize yep. that. I'm shocked. <laughs> oh, and last question I want to read is from a Benjamin Anderson, part, part of the Stalker group. So thank you guys, or if you got any of you listen to this show. And he was, talk about who the fuck is the guy on the cover. Okay. I have no idea. I'll let you take that one, and that'll be our last question that we're reading. Um, I actually don't. It's not Straylock. I think it's just... I thought it was the Wish Granter, maybe. 
I think it's it's just like a yeah, it's like a stalker that's been affected by the wish grantor. I want to say. Okay. I don't think it's anybody in particular. I uh, thought maybe it was something special. I he didn't tell me anything. He just said we should talk about it. That's a question. Uh, God, I really hope that I I really hope that is not something, and I just don't know. It might be. This the problem with this, like doing this episode, which is I was kind of worried about it because. There's stuff that I don't know, despite playing this game so much, that I know I'm going to disappoint some people not mentioning it. Eh. But like, I, I just don't know who the guy on the cover is supposed to be. I always thought I always took it as it was a like a random person who was affected by the wish grantor who's like turned into a monolith fighter. Oh, that makes like, perfect sense. Or they were like a zombified stalker or something. I don't know if it's right, but that does make sense. I don't know if it's right either, but <laughs> let's just assume. <laughs> I actually searched it and I was looking through some of these forums and it doesn't appear to be a uh, a known entry or a, a known thing. It, uh, people are people think it might be Fang, Ghost, Straylock. It could also be an entity of the sea consciousness. Some people think Zombified Stalker I'm reading up in a yeah. know, from a year ago, somebody, some random or, thing. Or the Sandman from Spider-Man 3. I'm looking at that. I mean, it looks like... Um... It looks like the actor who plays the stalker in the movie. So to me, that says it could be Straylock, and maybe it's like a Straylock that was affected by the Wish Grantor. But because you never see Straylock's face in this game, so you don't know. You get the yeah. No but yeah, I assume he's not hideous. <laughs> I always thought it was just post-apocalyptic Keith Richards. No, <laughs> I think it's uh, it's a new supervillain that I've just made up called the Cheese Man. Ah, yeah. ah. Okay. the shaky breaky man. It's the shaky breaky man. <laughs> Fucking Christ, that would terrify me. Watch out, kids! The shaky breaky man's gonna get you. I can see Russians uh, having that be in one of their things. They say like um, copywriting like, it now. Okay, should like we Slytherin, go on? You're out in the woods and you hear shaky breaky scream like in a distance. You're just like, oh Jesus Christ, we've got to get out of here. You guys ready for shelf <laughs> box? think so yeah I, there's there's okay. a million more things that i could say I about this game but I think it's time. We, we just don't have 10 hours <laughs> we're actually over we're actually we are at the we should be at the time we're done it we're hitting the record for our longest episode yet, yeah we've so. just hit the two hour mark just oh, about if uh, there was a game that deserved it it'd be this game yeah <laughs> i mean wait till we start doing some rpgs but yeah i was impressed yeah. can't okay. wait till we talk uh, about call of Ripia, which is gonna be even longer <laughs> <laughs> uh sam since you were our special guest you want to go first to shelf for Bob? yeah sure this game is always gonna be a shelf for me it's funny it stays on my shelf for a really long time and every time i break it out the first 10 15 minutes of it are like ugh, why am i doing this and then i get a better gun because i immediately rush to the military base and it's like oh yeah that's why i play this game this is amazing and i love it so definitely shelf okay um I'll go. I'll go next. For me, this game, I had been fighting on it back and forth. If I wanted to do shelf or box, I just I didn't know. And at first, I was like, "This is definitely going to shelf. This is going to recycle bin." When I finish it, just like Fallout, <laughs> and I'm playing it. I'm playing. It, I got farther, and I will never play this game again. I can say that right now. But the fact that I accomplished it, but you have just, played it. Yeah, I played it. I beat it. I mean, and I I enjoyed the experience. I mean, I didn't enjoy the part where I'm sweating sitting here playing a PC game. I'm that stressed out. That I did not enjoy. And where I'm like jumping every time I hear a sound, even like my wife would come out and be like, and all of a sudden I just jump, think because uh, there's a noise. I'm like, oh god, is someone trying to kill me? But no, no one's trying to kill me in real life. And but this game definitely going to go on the shelf just because I want someone to go, hey, what's that? And go, I beat that game. Yep, I beat it. And that I mean, and it's just such a 
It's my, a, my favorite part about that is going, I beat that game on novice difficulty. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, I played I on Stalker. I played on oh, Stalker as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would not even fucking touch. Like, normally in games, I always play the easiest mode, but I would not have touched any of the harder difficulties because it's just, I mean, the game <laughs> itself is already hard. You should say Stalker is like, it's not even like normal. It's like in between easy and normal. <laughs> Oh, novice God. is like very easy and stalker is like easy <laughs> i wouldn't call it very easy but we'll, we can go with that i'd call it like normal hard hard very hard yeah. very hard you're gonna die every time you open you Nasty play this stalker game. Is like it might as well just be called like go fuck yourself yep it, it, there's no easy in this game the easy mode was not you might call it very easy it was not i played mini games very easy this was there was no easy involved but definitely shelf shelf how about how about you Stuart? Um. Yeah. This is. Fox. Uh, I, no, yeah, no, I already made that joke in episode two, or maybe episode one. I, I think it was Silent Hill. Um. Yeah. It's just. I. There's no surprise here. This game is absolutely going on my shelf. All three belong on my shelf. They're so good. I love these games so much. I don't think any game has like grabbed me quite as much as the Stalker games have. Just the world is so like flushed out and. It feels like you're jumping into like a living ecosystem, like I said. You are. <laughs> yeah, you are. I mean, you are built. You're mm -hmm. jumping into a virtual ecosystem. Um, this game, I don't think any other game has like moments that are as tense as this. That moments are, are tense like this, I should say. There are other games that are tense, but Stalker just builds that so well, where you'll suddenly be thrust into a completely new environment. And no matter how many times you've played the game, you know that this new environment is dangerous and you still have that that like pressure down on you. Um, like I said earlier, I've heard a lot of people call this game claustrophobic. I've heard a lot of people call it like dark. And it's just it's something about like that atmosphere will be like with me forever. It's one of my favorite games of all time. It's 100 percent going on my shelf. It's probably going in his display case. It's probably, going, yeah. it's probably just going to be on a disc in my CD drive at all times. Yeah, right. I got, I just bought it on Steam, but hey. <laughs> I have it on Steam as well, but I'll find a CD for it. I don't just in case. Actually, yeah, I mean, they still sell CD PC games, or, or at least, well, my wife bought one broken, I think Broken Age she bought, which doesn't come with a CD, it comes with a code inside the case. Oh, uh, yeah. Those are so dumb. Yeah. But no, Stefan, how about you? Uh, I pretty much agree with what everyone said. I mean, Stuart kind of summed it up pretty good, but when, like, when I've played games like this, there actually isn't any game like this, like like Fallout, like when you play first person Fallout, first person, uh, you know, you play Elder Scrolls. All those games have their quirks and kind of like the things that make them what they are. But for some yeah. reason, they, they have charm and Stalker is like charmless yeah. in the best way. Oh, yeah. he, didn't break, and, he didn't he didn't disappear for everyone else. Just me. Yeah. All of a sudden he was gone. Oh, what? No, yeah, no, he's right here. Okay. Yeah. Technical yeah. No. Difficulties. <laughs> Technical okay, difficulties. But no. Uh, Stalker was its own own experience. There was just something about it that was just that just kind of took me in and made me want to enjoy the world. I actually didn't even get to finish it, but I'm still gonna go back to it just to get that. Hopefully, the greed ending because that ending sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. a bunch of money uh, on Good luck getting yeah. that much money in this game. I ended I'll the game it. with. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if Mike wants to hear this. I ended the game with two hundred thousand rubles. So. Wow! I had like I was up ten thousand. I sell everything. Yeah, you you sell an, uh, the uh, yep. the artifacts and you can make some serious cash. Yeah, yeah. So this is definitely going on my shelf, and I'm 
I'm actually glad Stuart chose this game. He was he was telling me before we got here that you'll probably like this one. And I was like, well, we'll see. And like, he was we have right. similar taste. And I love stock. <laughs> yeah. so I know you love stock. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We do. So, yeah, it's definitely going on the shelf. We now outnumber Mike with our love of uh, survival horror. And Sam's a survival horror fan. Oh, yeah. So diehard survival now horror. Now Mike's alone. Nice. <laughs> I don't like him, but hey, Silent Hill and RE2 are two are more popular. God, popular. we should have just hijacked this podcast and talked about the Resident Evil 2 remake. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, we, started. Can, we can do that eventually. Eventually, <laughs> I'll gladly put it on the show coming up here if you guys want to do it. I'll, when it starts getting cheaper, <laughs> I'll buy it. And I would love to do an episode on it later. Let's just but, put it out as right. like playing Resident Evil 2, the original, and then <laughs> like again, and then like 10 minutes in, we're like, oh, let's talk about the remake now <laughs> for the next two oh, hours. Right. <laughs> and man, this show's already going to be this show, hey, a longest episode. At, we already hit that point. <laughs> That's true. And before this Skype call kills itself, because I keep seeing poor connection pop up on my screen. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried. Time. It's worrying me too. Everything's been down today. Can't get on Gmail. Can't get on. <laughs> can't get on anything. <laughs> been a bad day look i'm gonna introduce what we're playing next week next week essentially became my pick because i i i love these games we're playing sonic 3 and sonic and knuckles because essentially they're one big game. game i mean yeah we're we're going back to i mean i'm playing with safe states but hey i already beat them <laughs> for this but man they are so i'm so excited to talk about that so that's what you can look forward to next week and we're almost done with our season one of of this podcast yeah, it all came out of a joke. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we have completely illogically thrown seasons in here, and we're almost done with season one. So yeah, I mean they're just kind of based on what our first like our like the first season is based on our first initial initial four picks for each of us, and then a couple extra bonus that were through that were thrown in, and we're calling it season one. And then we're also gonna have another, we're gonna have another bonus episode for you, which you should, the first one would have just been uploaded right before this one comes up. Hopefully. And, Gonna, it depends gonna, on whether or not I can get on Gmail. <laughs> we are we're right on have, task, guys. <laughs> we're going to have a second bonus episode for you guys at the end of our season one, which will be about three more games we got coming up after you listen to this one. We have Sonic and Knuckles. I'll just say it on the show. Sonic, we have Sonic and Knuckles. We got uh, Blood Omen, Legacy of Kane, and we also have upcoming Aladdin for Genesis or SNES. Or We'll probably talk about both. And that will be, and then we're gonna have a bonus episode. We're gonna talk about what we did in season one of our game, what it was, what our numbers were for some more episode, what what we enjoyed, and all kind of just kind of break down the season for you guys. So, so you have something to look forward to. Yeah, like a little and, look behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, which oh, we yeah. and, oh, and I want to point. Is. I want to point out too that I told Mike, I was like, Mike, we can't announce all these games, but Mike cannot help himself. He wants to tell <laughs> yeah. you every hey, single I, thing I possible. I only post up to three at a time because I don't want to post the entire list in case we change our mind as we have a couple times. What's funny is we've been looking for guests and I realized pretty quickly that I couldn't ask people to guest on the show and not tell them what we were playing. <laughs> and so I was like, when can you guest? And they're like, oh, I don't know. What are you playing? I'm like, I kind of have to tell them the entire schedule. Oh, I don't mind. I, I tell, I mean, we're, we have a game upcoming here in a few months that we're playing that would have been changed, but we have a guest so staying in the schedule. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm also hoping to get DJ back for that one because it's, it's one a, of it's a fluid list. Yeah, I mean it, it's yeah. mostly stayed the same. We're we have it pretty well planned out. We're actually planned out until October. Yeah, believe it <laughs> or not, there is a there is a system in place behind this madness. Where... Yeah, 
Yeah. Any, and before we do completely shut down, if you guys get a chance, I mentioned earlier, please take a listen to that Freak Nation podcast. I'll have the link in the show notes. And anything, and Sam, since you're our special guest, anything you want to plug? Uh, no, no, no. I just had a lot of fun uh, being on and talking with you guys. It's you uh, know, I like a lot of podcasts. And, professional no, audio engineer, Sam? No, I, I just, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, now I have to do this to Sam now, because Sam has a habit of always introducing me as... as <laughs> oh my god, yeah. You know, <laughs> player. Uh, and you can find us on okay i'll start you can find us on facebook you can find us on instagram as games my mom found we are also on twitter on instagram facebook every day usually twice a day i post different images of whatever the upcoming game is stalker was a tough one still a tough one to find images to post but there will be (laughs) so please follow us on the on social media and also i will if you liked our great intro it was guy named Mike stoney uh bulby he can be found on soundcloud we are off his ep bite the bullet and I appreciate you guys to go follow him and take a listen to his music. Really catchy. It is really catchy. <laughs> I gotta I'm doing it from memory because <laughs> I don't have the I don't have it in front of me. DJ always did it. And any, <laughs> anything you guys want to plug right before we start? We shut down. Um, I don't think so. I just want to do that a fun fact. I, did, but... I just so. want to do a fun fact real quick for the show. Our our AKA Bulby, the song that plays before and after. <laughs> Everyone agreed to that one, but except for me, I wanted to play a track from X Men Two: Clone Wars. Everyone was like, "No, no, no, no!" Yeah, that that, that can get sucks. us some legal issues. That's the problem. Well, yeah, right now nobody would care, but if we get to a point we're having thousands and thousands, I mean, they would care real fast. If we're talking right. about legal issues, our logo has some has some uh, recognizable imagery in it. Yes, huh? but it's also. <laughs> drawn so it's a little different it's more fan art in a sense so it's it 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 skates on that line closer than having and music could get you shut down faster than anything you can always change our logo right right so i just i just wanted to say that along our line until we get a cease and desist and yeah the um the music would be one that if we did let's say that's why i didn't want to go with the x-men thing because if we did get down the road we would have to take everything off where with the logo we just change the logo and resubmit it yeah, YouTube right. in particular is fucking a nightmare. So right? we're pretty that that's a big reason why when when he got permission from Balby or Mike Stoney to do it, I went that's why I jumped on. Our our theme song is awesome though. I want everyone to know that that I'm glad DJ picked that cuz it is awesome. I really do dig it. I had never heard of uh I never heard of Balby before. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I got this song we totally do." And it's like, "Okay." Like, "Uh sure, why not?" And here he was like, "Oh, that's perfect." It fits perfectly. <laughs> Shut up, Stefan. I mean, it's no uh, X Men. (laughs) All right. I want to thank everyone for listening. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye, everybody. Uh, See ya. Bye. (laughs) Cheeky, (laughs) freaky.